Today, we celebrate the 10th anniversary of Robin's psychedelic trip taking ayahuasca in Peru. They take me to my room, and then they say, you know, we have a shaman here. Robin's journey of self-discovery. So I gulp it down. <laughs> then I so what was your started vision? to see all of the misery of the world. <laughs> oh, wow. Happy anniversary, Robin. May you always stay enlightened. I start growing up oh, God. so violently that I'm also see a lot of people are on the phone and I see Jeff the drunk is on the phone and says here he had cataract surgery and he can't see out of his left eye and then now that's making me cuckoo because I've been told I'll need that eventually because I have little uh. tiny cataracts and now I and my biggest fear is that my they'll blind me so because uh but then again did I did he say, get both eyes done or just the one I don't know but I, I almost don't want to pick up and hear the horror story but mm. And then again, I wonder what doctor he went to, but... Yeah, Dr. Bombay or something. I don't know. <laughs> Up in Albany, probably. No. <laughs> how many how many guys who go through the horror of medical school and the, the, you know, the drudgery of it and then get out and go, I'll go practice in Albany, so... Yes, I want to yeah. take care of people... Like Jeff the drunk. Yeah, it's so like I'm going to make some good bread up there, and it's going to be a great lifestyle up in Albany. <laughs> All right, real quick, I don't want to dwell on this because I'm neurotic, but what happened to you? Well, about a, a year and a half ago, Uh-oh. I had the cataract taken out of my right eyeball. Yeah. Then um, he said that the one in my left eyeball wasn't ready to be taken out. And so now I think it's ready to be taken out. Oh, you haven't had that it. one operated on. Oh. I've had the right one. Oh, I've had no, the right Jesus. One. This, is the danger of, <laughs> this is the danger of reading what's up on a phone here. It goes, cataract <laughs> surgery, can't see out of left eye. Oh, so in other words, you can't see out of your left eye, and now you're going to go get cataract surgery on your left yes. eye. No, I had I had my right eye done no, a year we know and that. a half ago. We heard that, good. Jeff. And, and that was oh. fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here bumming out going, oh, my God, he had cataract surgery. What's going on here? What, oh, that wasn't you? No. I'm oh, going it was a sound effect. Oh, thank you, Fred. We're off to a great start. <laughs> Jeff, so in other words, your problem is now you can't see out of your left eye. You need cataract surgery. Right, right. Okay, got it. All right, thank you. Shoo. Okay. That really, that really freaked me out. Yeah, he why hasn't had anything old? done to that eye. It's a cataract that's yeah, blinding right. him. What? Why? Why are you calling in about this? It was um a topic to talk about. 
Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Right. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> the topic to talk about. It was our package you're talking about? <laughs> it was. A topic to talk about. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? So funny because health has always been so important to Jeff. He's taken such good care of himself. <laughs> All right, got gotcha. you. All right, Jeff. I'm glad we cleared that up. I'm glad I picked up. Thank you. Yeah, I was told, like, I've got, like, little baby cataracts. And, you know, so I was like, oh, okay. You know, but then I see Jeff. And, Jeff's so gone Jeff, blind. Yeah, but Jeff has to have the cat. <laughs> and there's no point of why he called in. Ugh. Let me just take one more call, and then I've got a lot of news. I've got some bad news to tell you, but. Oh. Yeah. Kyle, hey, you're on the air in Illinois. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, Howard, hey, you're talking about playing playing the guitar yesterday. Uh, I'd love to hear you play. You kind of talked it up and never did it, but um, I was wondering what you think are the three greatest guitar rock riffs of all time. Go ahead. First of all, I have played uh, guitar on the show uh, many times, you know, and sometimes I actually amaze people because not that it's that good, but they're amazed it's that good, like like that I could even like do any of that. Um, but um, three best, you know, you know, I was thinking about this kind of topic the other day. It's always easy to go, you know, everyone's going to say cashmere and they're going to say there are moments in rock and roll where you go the real hard list are. People who never got really super famous, who were really talented. That's the fucking conversation to have. Anyone could say Cashmere. We know Cashmere is probably the greatest rock riff of all time. The whole. I mean, it's just ballsy. Um, uh, Joe Walsh's. Even Paul McCartney's Let Me Roll It. Let me roll it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are the easy ones. But I was thinking the other day, who are the people who don't get recognized? Like I was thinking, you know, uh, everyone could say the greatest rock riff ever written, Deep Purple Smoke on the Water. We all know that. It's iconic. Um it, 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 it's easy to point to that. Uh, Green Day's got some great riffs. Uh, Van Halen's Ain't Talking About Love. Think about these songs. These are iconic riffs. But the other day I was thinking, here's, here's a better discussion. I was remembering back on the show, very few people, for example, singers now, can do John Lennon any justice. John Lennon was such a unique voice that when you hear them cover a John Lennon song, they never get it right. And then I was thinking about the days when we used to have Enough's Enough on. And there's this guy. The, you guys probably don't even remember the band Enough's Enough. But I remember them because I thought they were so good. And uh, the Chips Enough was the guitar player. And the guy who was the lead singer was this guy, Donnie Vi. V-I-E. Donnie Vi. V. I don't know what the fuck. Donnie V. I don't it know what happened. wasn't around long enough for you to know how to say his name. <laughs> yeah, right. But I, I love the guy's voice. And he loved the Beatles. That band loved the Beatles. They used to, one time I went to see them in concert. And they were in a small club and they were doing um, a Beatles cover. It was so good. What the fuck was it? Not Strawberry Fields, but uh, I don't even remember. I know when but, he used to do Revolution, it was great. Yeah, great. The band just said, 
But I was listening to him do a Jealous Guy, the John Lennon song. And uh, this is Donnie singing Jealous Guy. And I went, you know what? He's the only guy who should sing John Lennon. Listen, listen how good he is. These are the discussions we should be having. The guys who didn't make it big. I mean, I want to say to these asshole kids on American Idol, you know, listen to Donnie V or Vi. And when you think you're going somewhere, Donnie V's nowhere. And you think you're going somewhere. <laughs> I mean, come on. First of all, this guy doesn't oversing anything. And he hits you right in the stomach with emotion. He'll build. Wait till he gets to the end of the song. He's going to build and build and build. Because this guy knows exactly what he's doing. He's not showing off. He's not doing millions of runs. I'm just a jealous guy. And, you know, these kids on American Idol think they're going to be famous. Listen to this, guys. Where is Donnie Vi? I, don't, I think he just repaved Fred's uh, road so he could take his motorcycle <laughs> off. His mom just said, it. Even the musicians are really good. Yeah, oh, they're fantastic. Chip's enough fantastic. Chip just, um, in fact, his mom just woke him up. He's got his McDonald's shift today. He's got to go to He's working at John Hines' favorite McDonald's. He's taking John Hines' ridiculous order. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean, no cheese on a fucking burger? <laughs> hey, little brother. <laughs> These guys aren't even on Cameo. Listen to him. He's building this song. He's constructing. These guys were terrific. That, my point is, where do you think you're going? <laughs> you know where he is now? He's folding clothes at Old Navy. <laughs> Maybe he's the manager by now. <laughs> Maybe. Talented guy, man. Listen. Amazing. Beautifully sung. I thought these guys were going to be big. You tried as uh, hard as you could. Yeah. Just a jealous Now, look at, look at this. Now you got the chills. And you think you're going to be something after American Idol, you fucking nut job? 
poor guy's working the morning shift at Cinnabon. And you're, yeah, uh, you better, you better go see if you can work for him. <laughs> <laughs> These poor guys are pissing in a bottle between Amazon deliveries. <laughs> you should be harmonizing with him while you flip the burgers. <laughs> That's right. You can join him right there. <laughs> oh, that laugh of Richard Simmons is the best. It's so cutting. I wonder if Richard still laughs. Uh, you, 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 you go, so, yeah, he folds clothes at Old Navy. And then you hear that searing laugh that cuts right into you. <laughs> hey, how you Richard? doing, rock star? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I just heard from Donnie. He's cleaning out his car after someone puked in his Uber. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he wrote me a note. He's, he's saying jealous guy. He's jealous of people with health insurance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't they have just become a, a Beatles tribute band? No. They'd be they better were, off. <laughs> I don't know. I, in all seriousness, I don't know where Donnie is. I don't know where Chip is. I don't know where anybody <laughs> is. But uh, I, I love those guys. And, I, and, and that's my point. So, Kyle, to get back to your original question, what are the greatest rock riffs? Uh, ACDC, Highway to Hell. Um, these are all iconic. We've heard them on album radio for years. They're easy to point out. Am I correct, Kyle? You are, but that's the question. I mean, they're easy I told to find, you. but can you distinctively choose three Cashmere. that would really be? Because I mean, you're uh, a guitar player. I'm a guitar player. I played for 15 no, I'm years. Not a, there are I'm riffs not a, that we've... Excuse me, Kyle. I'm not a guitar player. Sure. I played. I, I can plunk on the guitar a little bit. Uh, obviously. What's his name, Kyle? He wants to give you his list. Obviously, that's what's well, no. going on. I'm resisting, though. All right, Kyle. What are the three greatest rock riffs? I would put Cashmere as number three. Um, as a guitar player, the riffs I learned. Are you a guitar player, by the way, the Kyle? Water. Do you play guitar? I am a guitar player. I don't know if I mentioned that. Oh, yeah. You mentioned it are again. Are you a guitar player? No, I'm not. I plunk. Fuck. <laughs> How about LaGrange Cashmere by ZZ Top? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great riff, not on my list. All right, let me hear it. Cashmere number three, Smoke on the Water number two, and Iron Man number one. No, 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 it's all wrong. You're not a guitar player. <laughs> First of all, you would have said... <laughs> the father of the riff. You would have said Sunshine I, of I Your I Love. That was Over Smoke on the Water. So you're not a real guitar player. I hate to break it. Stop oh, saying you're oh, a guitar player. Come you're the one to talk. I don't talk. You do. <laughs> Get in it on. I'm beating on This is a riff. This is what we're talking about. And you're not a guitar player. You know what you do? You wait tables at Applebee's. And you play the guitar. Tell the truth. I've called him before. I'm a middle school choir And if you had any taste, instead of what was your number one? Iron Man. Iron, Iron Man. Man. You would have said either Welcome to the Jungle, Guns N' Roses, or Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix. You have no taste. You are not a guitar player. You are a wannabe. 
You are absolutely out of line. You don't even know what you're talking about. How hey, dare name. you? If I was there, I'd smash that guitar right over your head. <laughs> there I go. You ready? Well, Everybody, here's a riff. This fucking kid doesn't know what he's talking about. Big dummy. Come on. Listen to that. That's inspired. You got the chills right now, don't you? Of course you do. This kid smokes too much weed. He's on shrooms, this guy. Listen to Benji. He's going wild back there. Come on. Listen to this. Oh, my God. This kid. What did he say was number one? Iron Man. Iron Man's a good song, but it's not this. I didn't say a good song. Fuck is wrong. guitar riff. Talk about the rip. Even if you were going to pick a number one, you would have picked Walk This Way, Aerosmith. That is a classic rip. I mean, if you knew what you were talking about, you clearly don't. Have you heard Iron Man? It sounds like you haven't heard Of course the song I before. have. Are you out of your fucking mind? You know how many times I've had Ozzy Osbourne on this show? Listen to this. Get ready. Here we go. One, two, three. Four, five, six. <laughs> oh, my God. Come on. Wow. You want to pick a riff. You see, if you had a little musical education, you might have picked the Beatles' Day Tripper as number one. And I would have said, oh, this guy's sophisticated. That was some riff. The Beatles came up with Day Tripper. Stop it. That's just great. All right, enough of this. No more. Well, I'm, 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 I'm no more list from. Oh, Kyle. now he wants to ask Fred. Uh, call Fred, Fred. And make a date with him at the uh, he's, point. He's a, and he's you a can I had to punch Fred yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> I had. I did Fred yesterday under protest. Ridiculous. <laughs> call back in five years. Well, this is a, a very specific topic that I know he's passionate about. Oh God, help us! Even if Fred, even if he had said "Sweet Home Alabama," I might add some respect for this guy on the phone. Or Jimi Hendrix. Listen to that. You got to go home and think some more, Kyle, before you make a list like that. That's a rip. Even if you had said hot for teacher, Van Halen, I might have had more respect for you. I mean, that That's is some riff. riff. Come on. Of course. You it's can't even play it. Let me hear you play that. You're some guitar player. <laughs> I am unprepared right now. I'm sorry. I got you're not even school. You're not even a guitar uh, school. You're not even a guitar tech. <laughs> well, I don't have to be. I've been playing Can for he tune a guitar? Years. <laughs> six years. Six years I'm is nothing. 15. If you had played for 15 years, you would have known this riff. I know this riff. No, I you didn't don't. put it on the list. No, you don't. 
You and your this fucking list. Out of you're banned from the show. Let's hear it! <laughs> Come on, listen to Ronnie. He gets all charged up. He's going to have a heart attack. Yeah! 69! <laughs> Come on, you insult the memory of Eddie Van Halen. You guys ready to get this shit started? Yeah! Greatest, greatest drum riff and guitar riff. How about that? Let's see you make a list like that. <laughs> Listen to this. Something wrong with you. You know who you ought to ask, Kyle? You ought to ask Steve Nowicki. Steve wants to play Hot for Teacher for us. He wants to show off. Here. I want to hear Kyle play this. Hey, Steve, where are you? Here he is. Hey, now. Hey, now. What are you going to play? There you now, go. Now, he didn't now, have to get prepared. He just picked yeah. up the guitar, and he did it. Hey, let's hear you do that, problem, Kyle. Get your Kyle. fucking guitar. Where's your guitar? Give me give me a... I can do it tomorrow. Oh, give me a day. I knew it. expecting you to play. I knew it. Well, what? I Howard, get your guitar right now and play something. It I doesn't exactly knew it. take... Uh, I don't say I'm a guitar player. Guitar. That's the difference between us. You think uh, if Eddie Van Halen was here, he'd have to say, I can't play today? If I said to Steve, oh, please, of course he'd play. That's the if reason I said to Steve, if, Kyle, this is a guitar player. If I said to Steve, Steve, what are the three greatest rock riffs of all time? You could not only name them, you would play them for me. Am I correct? Yeah. I'm, I mean, you know, it's kind of cliche, but obviously. Uh-huh. Hey. He could at least play them. By the way, uh, Steve I, just wh- Steve just lit his guitar on fire. He's such a show off. <laughs> yeah, are you ready to burn your guitar, Kyle? <laughs> yeah, you have no commitment. All right, thank you, Kyle. Right. Go have a good day in school while you're pretending to be a guitar player. And don't call us tomorrow <laughs> when yeah, you're ready. Don't ever lose my number. <laughs> we'll see. Thanks, Howard. All right, take care, Kyle. That's Kyle over in Illinois, probably Chicago. You in Chicago? Uh, no, I'm yes, Tom. Yeah. How's it going, Howard? Hey, now. Hey, now. Yeah. Just, uh, you were saying the guys that never got noticed. Uh, there's a guy, uh, George Lynch from, uh, docking years ago. And, uh, there are plenty of guys. That's right. Yeah. He's, he's in his late sixties and he's still doing it. And, uh, you know, you know, you he, go. he had a couple of decent riffs. Yeah. A Guess lot of good riffs. You want to How about that? Born yeah. to be wild. Steppenwolf. Think about it. That was a great riff. Anybody could say uh, Kashmir. What the fuck? Everything's getting me very upset this morning. <laughs> well, there's a stupid discussion. Listen that. You know what drives me crazy? You talk about rock music. You know what drives me nuts? 
I continually look at videos. Get rid of this, Fred, for a second. Had enough of that. The um, I continually yeah, watch. Gray. <laughs> I think I watch these rock videos to to just or live. I like to watch live performances on the internet. I really do. And um, the one that I always watch, it is so fantastic. The Black Crows were at a point in their career where Jimmy Page loved the Black Crows, and I don't know where they were, but Jimmy Page played with the Black Crows. And he loved the way Chris Robinson sang Led Zeppelin songs. He loved that band. And it would have been a great revival for the Black Crows to play with Jimmy Page. People loved it. They would go out and do Led Zeppelin songs. And Jimmy Page was having fun. Somehow they fucked it up. Everyone blames Chris. Chris blames somebody else. But it, it drives me nuts because... Like like Queen has had a rebirth with this Adam Lambert. They, the Black Crows were having a rebirth with Jimmy Page. And it ended up Jimmy Page was pissed off at those guys. He wouldn't play with them anymore. But I was watching uh, um, uh, Jimmy Page and the Black Crows live at the Greek, 1999. I watch it. I must watch it once a week. Easily. Ten years gone. And Chris Robinson sounds great. And Jimmy Page sounds great. It was great. It was great. Why, why did that have to end? Chris sounds great. Drives me crazy. People get into a good thing and they fuck it up. Well, that's what people do. Look, we have a beautiful earth. We're fucking it up. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Everything gets fucked up. Can't blame the beautiful. deer. It's people. By the way, I try to watch the Country Music Awards. I really can't get into it. The only thing that's any good on there was... Uh, I mean, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I saw Marin Morris one. I like her. She's so hot, and she sings good songs. She won for The Bones. That's a song um, she had a pretty big head with. And I guess her husband's a kind of a singer, too, a good-looking He's dude. a singer-songwriter, too. I told you, I saw them in this very yeah. hot video together. Yeah, I used to think, like, you know what? I probably could fuck her, and then um, I realized, no, I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> She's sort of deep. She's kind of like, but first of all, I don't even she's call her country. Or something. Yeah, yeah, she's got feelings. Because <laughs> she's like, she, she wrote this talking about her relationship with her husband. No matter what goes on, if the bones are good, like, you know, in the house they go, well, the bones right. are good. Good foundation, yes. Yeah. Good bones. But like, I don't even think of her as country. I think of her as like a good songwriter, really good songwriter and singer. And fuck that label. Country. No. There have been good country songwriters yeah, and singers. Nelson. And I like that other one. 
whose name escapes me for a second. The guy? No, woman. Well, Chris Stapleton's good, yeah. Right. And the woman. And then uh, Brandy have, Carlisle? Brandy Carlisle. That's it. It's early in the morning. Give me a break. <laughs> I'm here. I'll just throw out names. You say whether it's right or wrong. Yeah. Just throw out names. I um, <laughs> yeah, my, One of my buddies once said to me, how would, how would you get through the show if you didn't have Robin? She has to fill in the blanks for you. I go, yeah, I know. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, I almost did something dumb yesterday. I was listening to Lithium. I listened to that channel on Sirius. I like their music. And the DJ came on. I don't know who this one was. I only know Madison on there. But it was a dude. And he goes, hey, man, we're doing a thing. You can send us a voicemail with um, your pick for the greatest lithium song that we play. And then we're going to let you listeners decide. So send, and, it, and we might even use your voice on on the when we do the big special to pick the best song of the lithium I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to send them an email. I'm going, <laughs> an hey, email? They said send your voice. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to attach it to an email. You know I, what I mean? Yeah. Okay. And then I was I was actually setting up to do it, and I went, what am I doing? That was that so desperate? much fun. You know you'd no. win because they'd want to play your voice. See, right. That's not well, fair. It's just like, <laughs> but then I, and then I had a dilemma. I was like, what's the best song they play on lithium? I'm not even sure I understand the thing they're doing, the promo they're doing, but they're like, are they trying to pick the best 100 songs that they play on Lithium? Or are they trying to pick the best song they play? What the fuck are they doing? I don't even know. I know. I heard a similar promotion on that uh, metal channel I listened to. Yeah. They were and I was, doing the same thing. I was going to, you know, voicemail in. And and then I had delusions that would be really cool. I get it. And they get excited. Then I went, you know what? They're probably like, what is this asshole doing? Doesn't he have his own two channels here? <laughs> what's he doing doesn't he have anything better to do they'd play it they'd say oh we got an, a, a, a special person called in with a request or a, an idea you know on lithium they play a lot of red hot chili peppers and i never was really that into red hot chili peppers except for give it away give it away now uh -huh. and, and, but the more they play them the more i get into them i kind of dig them yeah they had some good music they were doing a cover of Love Roller Coaster, and I was like, I was like, who's doing this? And I saw oh, Red, yes, I Red Hot Chili. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Who would think to cover this? Who would cover this? <laughs> Do you remember who did it originally? It was Liz I, Cool in the game? No, close. Wait Ohio players. Ohio players. Give me a oh, you can't. You can't say it after I give you the answer. <laughs> no, but you didn't give me a chance. You know what it was? I, I researched. They recorded this for the Beavis and Butthead movie. Oh, really? Yeah. If you remember that movie, it was great. Here's the original. Ah. Remember the guy going, ah. Ow. <laughs> That's a pretty good riff right there. Here it is. 
It's the Lithium Top 100 Countdown. There's a ballot on the SiriusXM website that lists a ton of songs, and then you pick one. I was going to call in and pick mine. Because I listen to that. They call it a channel, not a station. They listen, I listen to that channel almost exclusively. It's so good. I work out to it. You should see my workout now, what it's down to. <laughs> How long does it take? You, one song. Can you get through a song? <laughs> I didn't even get done with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> John Hine has the list if you want to hear it. Okay. I'll record my thing. Right. Hit a lot of songs here, Howard. Uh, Go we got three Alanis Marset songs, You Ought to Know, Hand in My Pocket, and Ironic. Mm-hmm. Five Alice in Chain songs. Man in the Box, Rooster. You don't have to. Wounded. That's all right. Just give me the artist and I'll know. Beastie Boys, Beck. That's, mm, Beastie Boys. Who do they got up on that? Sabotage and Intergalactic. Intergalactic. That's a great riff, too. Intergalactic. I don't know if yeah, I'm Yeah, if you like an that. irritating riff, that's a good one. Oh, come on. How dare you? How dare you sit there? How dare you? Leave the show now, Robin. I mean, what? go ahead. What else you got? Uh, we've got Beck, Better Than yeah. Ezra, Blind Melon, Blink-182. What, what do they got track? there from Blink? All the Small Things. Mm. All right, keep going. Blues Traveler. You know what? Blur. That's a pretty great fucking, uh, those guys had a good run, Blues Traveler. I told you I ran into. Yes. Uh, oh, you did? Yeah, I, I told you at the Nick game. Oh, that was a while ago. I thought, yeah. well, nobody's running into anybody now. Yeah, exactly. What's the guy's name? The lead singer from Blues Traveler. Quick. Anybody know? John oh, Popper. On. John Back. Popper. I dare the two of you not come up with that quicker. <laughs> Hit him with the hind. <laughs> Mr. John Popper. Go ahead. Uh, we got four Bush songs. Yeah, I was listening yesterday. We were playing a lot of Bush. Go ahead. Uh, Butthole Surfers. Cake. <laughs> Camelbox. Cake, re- Cake has a really good song on there. Uh, they've got The Distance and skort, Short Skirt, Long Jacket. Do me a favor. Just, like, take your finger and random, close your eyes and then, like, a dartboard. Just point to one and I'll I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> a cake song or any song? What was it? Any song? Candlebox, Far Behind. There you go. Hi, this is Howard Stern. I just want to say Candlebox, Far Behind is my favorite for the list. Is that the idea? Yes. No, that's too clear. Most of the listeners who call in on those surveys are like, I, uh, uh, I just want to say that candle box. <laughs> what? Candle box. <laughs> no, maybe. Oh, there's kids back again. Kyle. Oh, God. Is that you, Kyle? Now he's got his guitar. Yeah, uh, I, Howard, I just wanted to ask you about my list for three best sandwiches. There's, oh, okay. uh, ham and cheese, fluffer no. nutter, and I think a hamburger is the best sandwich. Nope. Wrong again, man. You're really bad at this. No more lists for you. First of all, the number one, I mean, there's too much mercury in it, but everyone knows tuna fish sandwich is always the best, followed by egg salad sandwich. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. You know, I play Family Feud every night. I watch that show. I, you know, I say to my wife, time for the feud. And we brush the cats. And I'm amazed how dumb people are. Like, they don't know how to match. You know, they don't know how to think how America thinks. 
Well, I know, uh, I know does, how America does. America think? think that's the question. What does this guy say? Fluff or nutter? That shit. Nobody likes that. Peanut butter and jelly. Where's peanut butter and jelly? Not on my list. Well, everybody eats it. Hey, Kyle, didn't I ban you from making lists? Only on only rock riffs. I'm doing sandwiches now. (laughs) Let me hear you play your guitar. You got your guitar now? Did you get all set up? Uh, Oh, well, it's in the shop. Yeah, he's you know not how a guitar I, player. Do you know how I know this guy isn't a guitar player? If you say to a real guitar player, get your guitar and play something, they can't wait. That's right. Like, they yeah. run. Because all they do uh, I'll is play practice a, all the time. I'll play you a song on the skin flute. Yeah, see? Now he's blowing other guys. <laughs> <laughs> I knew, right. this, I I knew this guy was blowing time. other guys. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> not that I'm against that. Nothing wrong with it. Sometimes I'm envious. I go through a lot of aggravation with women. (laughs) Would have been much easier to blow another guy. (laughs) Although my parents, I don't know how they would have reacted. Mom and dad, I like blowing other guys. What are you saying? What are you talking about? I like to blow other guys. I'm coming out of the closet. What a way to come out of the closet. Your cousin is into blowing guys. He doesn't walk around saying it like that. <laughs> what did he say? He says he enjoys sexual acts with men. Oh, Jesus Christ. Your mother gives a better blowjob than you. Well, how what? does your father know? <laughs> What is he doing? With Howard, do you lick their balls as well, or you're just blowing guys? No, I lick their balls, too. Well, then you're gay. <laughs> I mean, I thought maybe it was a passing phase. No, no, I lick their balls. I eat their cock. Forget about it. And you eat their asshole? Yeah, I eat their asshole. Oh, play with the taint, good. yeah. <laughs> you, you play with the taint. He plays with the taint! <laughs> what? I don't even play with the taint. What what does he do with the cum? Why didn't you say? <laughs> what does he do with the cum? How would your father want to know what you do with the cum? I swallow, gobble it up. Oh, Jesus, he's very gay. I thought maybe this was a <laughs> passing phase. <laughs> he swallows the cum barrel. He swallows the cum. Oh, he's gay. Oh, that's very gay. He's very, very gay. Yeah, that's how I would come out. Yeah, mom, dad, I'm eating ass. On women? No, 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 dudes. You're eating hairy asshole? Your mother never swallows my load. <laughs> George Takei is on the phone. He has the three top riffs he wants to uh, get oh. in on this. Yeah. Go ahead, George. Uh, yes, I would have to say my three top riffs are Cabaret from Cabaret, some Enchanted Evening from South <laughs> Pacific, and of course, Memories from Cats. Oh, wow. right. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you want to <laughs> sing one of those in honor of your three top riffs? Memory, all alone in the moonlight. I can smile at the old. 
Oh my, absolute classic. <laughs> Are you that, that? That is the. I gotta say that is the gayest list ever uh, that I've ever heard for top three reps. <laughs> well, Howard, you rascal, you know that rock and roll will never be as good as Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> Are you there with Brad right now, your husband? Oh, uh, let me get Brad. Brad, oh, Brad, get me some oatmeal. Brad. <laughs> <laughs> the okay, there. Thank you, George. <laughs> He's ringing his bell for oatmeal. I love that. Very clever. Um. <laughs> did you hear his top three? Some enchanted evening. Cabaret. Cabaret. Yeah. And, and memories from cats. Memories, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, I mentioned at the top of the show I have some very, very sad news, and I, 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 I announced this to my audience. Um, Gravitas. Yes, thank you. Gravitas. Gravitas. I announced, thank you. I announced this to my audience with a, a great deal of sorrow. I truly do. Um, I don't know how to break it to you. Uh, I consider this person uh, a prize. They haven't been on the show in a while, but they are now gone. We lost a friend of the show earlier this month. Her name was Eve the Queefer. I don't know if you remember Eve. I certainly do. The best Queefer? The best Queefer of all time, Eve. She had one of the most talented vaginas in Stern Show history. She was a young woman. She was 39 years old. Uh, and I say this with a great deal of sadness and not with some sort of, like, joke. No. Everyone knows Eve the Queefer if they're a true fan of the show. If you don't know Eve the Queefer, please tune out now. You're, 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 you're not someone who... Well, there are fan. people who just joined us since we got to Satellite, Howard. Well, okay, but uh, I don't know who they are. I don't know who <laughs> those people are that wouldn't listen to the greatest radio show of all time uh, before we got to Satellite. Shame on all of you. But this woman, her vagina made beautiful riffs. You talk about riffs. She could actually play all these riffs. <laughs> That's right. She would play in a second if you asked her to perform. Reason, one of the reasons I always remember her, forget her vagina, she actually shared a birthday with Robin, August 8th. Everyone knows that date, August 8th, the day my Robin was born. But uh, somewhere now she's queefing in the clouds. I, I'd like to do a little tribute to her, if I may. Eve the Queefer, we met her for the first time back in 2007, for those of you who can't recall. I had her on a few times over the years. And Eve, what made her so great, she would queef on command. Now, for those of you who don't know what a queef is, I can't imagine. It's a fart from your vagina. And you say, wow, how, you know, a lot of women are saying, I've tried that. I can't, well, you know, all I get is some, like, air blow. Yeah, No. It is actually possible. Robin can do it. No, there's, um, this is a talent and a skill that very few people have. I got to tell you, if Robin could do it, oh, my God, it would be the greatest <laughs> thing ever. But a queef, for those of you who don't know, sounds like a fart, but it comes from the vagina, and it's rare, and it's an incredible talent. And here we go. This is uh, here's Eve doing her thing. Give us one big one. Okay. Go ahead. Lovely girl. <laughs> wow. Oh, that amazing. Robin, is that amazing to you? It's funny. I, I don't know if I'm amazed. I, yeah, I'm amazed. I'm really... I think Robin's jealous that she can't do it. Oh, sure. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. <laughs>
You are jealous. Admit it. You know, <laughs> Debbie the Queefer was a great Queefer. Don't get me wrong. But Eve right. was unbelievably talented in this area. And I, I really feel sad about this. What um, happened I also, to Eve? I don't know. that. You know, I don't have the cause of death. We were notified by a friend of hers. Eve learned how to queef back in junior high. Listen and remember. I was at a uh, good friend's house. I was in seventh grade, and um, a friend of mine, I won't mention her name, but she uh, said, look what I can do. And she was laying on her back with her legs in the air, mm-hmm. kind of sucking in air. And, go- and right. I thought it was great, of course. Sure. And so I'm sitting there with her. Of course it's Both great. Both of us are on our backs. You know what I mean? Legs up in the air, you know. Trying to do this, yeah. yeah. And and so I caught on. When you say caught on, instantly you were able to do it. Well, as I recall, it took a few tries. It's like hearing about Jimi Hendrix picking up that guitar for the very first time. Well, it's almost like Jimi didn't ever, if he had not met a friend. Right. He would never have picked up a guitar. This woman would have never queefed if she hadn't met this girl. I wonder how the person is who turned her on to queefing. I hope they're alive. <laughs> like, we never had her on the show, her mentor. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, if you remember, I was really curious to see how many rapid-fire queefs Eve could do. And in the process, we ended up kind of inventing a new genre of music called queef rap. Uh, this was a great moment on the show and a great moment for Eve. Give me 10-second rapid-fire. All right, I, Come on, let I me suck see. so much air and it's so hard to push it all out all right, and go stutter ahead. it. But. That's pretty good. It sounds like I'm laying down beats here. Yeah. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> My name is Howard and I'm not a coward. And <laughs> roll call. Roll, it's the roll call. It's the roll call. call. All right, thank you. <laughs> Let's see Cardi B do that, okay? Everyone carries on about her. <laughs> Eve did a big queef stunt the first time she came on. She blew us away. She attempted to blow out a candle with her vagina blast. And we're not, we were not even sure she could do it. She had done it at home, but, um, I don't know what happened. She, she claimed it was the first time she ever tried it on our show. I told her to try it at home. She said, no, I want to do it in your studio. Right, so, right. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to work. I haven't done it before. All right. Uh, give it a shot. Oh, this is a first time thing. Don't burn your Whoa. vagina. Get the... Give it a good blow. Oh. 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 What happened? What happened? Be careful. Oh, she did it. She did it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if she blew it out or <laughs> No, it, it, she blew it out. Don't 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 diminish what she accomplished. <laughs> or there were some juices flying out of there that Well, there, there it was a juicy queef. <laughs> But whatever it took, whatever it took to get the job done, she did. Uh, needless to say, I was a big supporter of Eve's talents. Uh, Eve even once claimed we were kindred spirits. She even said she would bang me. And, you know, geez, uh, that goes a long way with me. Did you ever think when it happened that one day someone like me would appreciate it so much? That I knew right away. You knew I'd appreciate it. Of course. You see, even I didn't know I'd appreciate it. But, you know, I want to make queefing like a sport. When did no, you it become- should be. We are kindred spirits. Well, the fact of the matter, oh, we are. I'd fuck you ten ways a Sunday. Whoa! Oh. <laughs> and you know what? And listen to me. It isn't the and, and you might hear this all the time. It isn't the celebrity thing. I've always found you very facially unique and attractive. And also, thank you. I love your nose. 
Well, you're speaking like my mom. One of the she was most- an unusual girl. <laughs> and I have an unusual face. <laughs> One of the things I'm most proud of on this show is that we took the stigma out of queefing. So I just want to say. You think so? Absolutely. Now all of America does it and they do it without shame. <laughs> and I just want to say to Eve, the queefer and her family and, and say about her that I'm going to miss her. She had a that brilliant vagina. Sure. She had a great sure. vagina. And I'll tell you, when she said she would bang me, I, I was intimidated by her vagina. I was like, you know. Yeah, you might get in there and not be able to get out. Right. <laughs> like, she's got such power in there. Like, what if I'm locked inside of Eve the Queefer for the rest <laughs> of my life? But uh, I, I love you. I'm sorry you're gone. And we... We, we hate to lose you. anyone. Eve was her. This is even a queefer. I'm in a letter at. Now she's queefing in heaven. See? Will they sound the same? If she's queefing in heaven. Yeah, I All think right. I'll make my way up All there. Right. Her blast was strong. But now she's gone. Thank you. It was so much fun. And I hope God loves the sound of queefs in heaven. Be like a true champion. Go out in style. Cousin It died. Cousin It. Oh, I, I missed that. Yeah. Cousin It. The guy who played who Cousin was It on the Cousin end. It. I could give you a little background on Cousin It. Uh, that's right. I didn't even know he had a drop of Cousin It. We should say rest in peace to Felix Silla, Cousin It. I How think old Cousin is Felix Silla. He's he an must old have dude. Been very old. Eighty-four. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know they spelled cousin it I T T cousin it? No. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. I spelled it I T. Me too. What an <laughs> idiot I am! I love that guy, cousin <laughs> it. At the when I saw the Adams family for the first time, I couldn't believe it. The two, I think, the two best shows ever on TV were the Munsters and the Adams family. Adams family. It. It was even hard to know who was better. It was hard. I can't tell you if I had to choose between Adam's family and the Munsters. If if I was living on a on a on a boat 
with the Adams Family and the Munsters, and they said, throw one off. I'd have to throw myself off the boat because they were so great. The cast is just perfect. I think I would have had to. I mean, just by a hair, I think. Go ahead. The Munsters wins. Hmm. Let me think about that. I think you're just saying that to be shocking. <laughs> I don't think you really believe that. I'm not sure you know the answer. Anyway, Felix Silla, who played Cousin It on The Adams Family, died at 84 after a battle with, what did him in? COVID. Pancreatic cancer. Ugh. That should, when now you get that pancreatic cancer, does, has anybody ever survived that? Alex Trebek had it. Uh, uh, I, Cousin It. If you have survived it, call in because we can't think yeah. of anyone. Michael Landon, I remember he went on the Tonight Show. Go, Johnny, yeah. I got uh, the guy from uh, Bonanza. He goes, in Little House on the Prairie, he goes, Johnny, I got sad news. I have pancreatic cancer. And Johnny's like, yeah, you're going to beat it. And goes, of course I'm going to beat it. And you know, next week he was gone. Yeah, he was yucking it up. Mm-hmm. It's no big deal. <laughs> it's a tough one, man. I don't know what it was. Is. I didn't even know you really needed your, your pancreas. pancreas thought, doesn't even seem that important, does it? Right. Seems like a gallbladder. about it? <laughs> Seems like your appendix. <laughs> but don't anyway, get that pancreatic cancer. Yeah, he was cousin it. Let's see. I had some notes on. I could actually update you. I don't know where they are. That's his tape. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't fuck with this guy. I mean, you know I have something on. Yeah, let's remember cousin it. He was Essential. I don't know. I had. Well, let me see what I got here. To our development. Because of it. Can I have some tape of Cousin It, guys? I'm, I'm having a hard time here. Maybe someone can help me. Oh, okay. I got it. Here it is. I just found it. I got so many sheets of paper in front of me for notes from the vacation that I. All right. Here we go. Felix, uh, Sila, Cousin It, blah, blah, blah. Right at 84. Oh, here's a fact. Wolfie annoyed the fuck out of this guy. Really? Yeah. He, when we did sent Wolfie, Wolfie get a hold of him? 2011 at Comic-Con. <laughs> sent Wolfie over there. Felix didn't like the questions and asked if it was for Howard Stern. Oh. He said I was dirty. Yeah, he wasn't a fan of mine, but I don't care. That's okay. We loved him anyway. Yeah. Trying to find it. I'm a hard time today with all my clips. Maybe this is too much for you. Do you need an engineer? Here it is. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. It's COVID. <laughs> would you have had gay sex with someone if it would have significantly advanced your career? I'm never thinking of having anything like that. You know, I, I know. What what kind of question are these? I mean, what's the show is this for? Uh, what's your name, Stern? I hope not. <laughs> Fucking guy. Well, what do you think of Howard Stern? I don't know. I got the fucking guy's duty, man. I don't. I don't. I don't really watch that. You know, I don't want that stuff. Like he's like, the fucking guy's duty. I'm like, <laughs> what's with the f bomb every minute? Uh, that's what I'm wondering. How come he no. can't handle you and he's throwing around the f word all the time? Yeah. What is that? Jesus. Hmm. Anyway, um, he's gone. But I loved him. He thought I was dirty. But I am dirty, so he's right. But he's a little bit dirty, too, with his F-bomb.
Yeah. He didn't like Wolfie much, and I think what's going to happen... Maybe it was Wolfie. (laughs) It was Wolfie he didn't like. He's going to haunt Wolfie now, I think. (laughs) He's going to come back as a ghost. Good. Yeah. Oh. Here's Anne. Hi, Anne. You're on the air from Connecticut. Hey, Howard. How are you? I'm good. Good, good. I just, two things. First of all, I wanted to support the lovely Beth because I was just watching the Today Show this morning and Dr. Fauci is going to make an announcement today and there's going to be new CDC warnings that if you're outside, you absolutely don't have to wear a mask. And the risk of getting infection if you're outside is very, very little. Yeah, I saw that. that. A lot of my so-called fans are uh, writing in uh, agreeing with Beth. By the way, well, I woke up this morning hearing that, and I was like, uh-oh, in a day, Beth is made right. Well, the whole show is askew, and I want to make a statement, if I may, before we go on any further. Like, I was reading some of the fan feedback that we get every day. People email yeah. us, they tweet us and everything. And they, even with Fred, people were criticizing me. Uh, I'm a huge fan, but Howard making fun of other people's hobbies makes him sound ignorant, which you know he isn't. He has a brilliant staff, and he should be proud of what they enjoy. Healthy hobbies like Fred and his motorcycle riding. It's hard to listen to him insult other people's interests. Um, Look, if you're a fan of mine, so-called fan, let me explain to you how it's supposed to work. Fred is always wrong, and I'm right. If you're a fan, I mean, I see with this um, Mariah Carey. She's got the little lambs. I see... um, uh, Britney Spears, she's got her, I don't know what they call them, spearheads or whatever they are. I don't know. But Britney Spears has fans. And if you say anything negative about Britney Spears, they just, they lunge on you like like wild dogs. My fans are constantly pointing out how wrong I am. And well, I was going I, to say, yeah, the, I don't know what's going on with your fan base. But right. they put you in your place. They don't put your enemies in their place. They put you in your place. Maybe it's because my fans don't have names. Like Mariah Carey named her fans butterflies or, you know, Lamb. little lambs. Aren't they the little lambs? And what is Lady Gaga's? Like, she calls them like the lunatics or like an insulting um, name even. Something monsterish, yeah. Yeah, little monsters. <laughs> right. You know. Do you guys want names? Is that it? You want to be little... You want to be little assholes, little goofbags? What do you want to be? That the problem I'm only calling because I love Beth. No, I love Beth. So I'm defensive over her. I love her Instagram. Yeah, But I love you too, Howard. Thank you. Uh, What does Beyonce call her fans? Oh, the Beyonce. Oh, God. The Bays. The Bays. She's Queen Bay, and they are... Oh, I have to look there. I don't know. I don't think I would follow anyone called Queen Bay. But, you know, my my point is, oh, it's the Bay Hive. Right. There you go. The Bay Hive. (laughs) Who names it? Like, who's that narcissistic? Bay Hive. Well, these people are narcissistic. Yes. (laughs) But my fans are horrible. They're like, they point out everything I do wrong. Yeah, you're always been, wrong. Shut up, expected, Howard. Don't be mean to Gary. Shut up, yeah. Howard. <laughs> That's yeah, your I mean, fans. That, <laughs> I thought I was brilliant yesterday, questioning Fred and his motorcycle and clearing <laughs> his head over a 
<laughs> clearing his head, filling his head, and clearing it again. <laughs> yeah, in a, in a Montauk. Like he clears his, he gets on a motorcycle, he clears his head. Then he gets to the point in Montauk. For 10 minutes, he fills his head up with stuff. <laughs> Then he gets back on his motorcycle and empties his head. And so gets the net blown result out is, again. Yeah, the, the net result is nothing happens. Except a lot of wasted time. <laughs> and then my fans write me, you're mean. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, mean? That was unbelievable. My fans are, are this the worst. Again? I don't think so, right? Sorry, Fred. Fred don't listen. <laughs> but you know my point. It's not about Fred. It's just that every email, someone's upset for me for either being too mean or right. being hey, look, too Look, it's nice. your opinion. And right. I think, like, you watched that show about uh, Fran, uh, uh, what's her name? Fran Leibowitz. Uh, yeah, Fran Leibowitz. And she says, look, it's my opinion. Right. And that's really what it comes down that's to. Is like if you buy into old. Howard Stern, you buy into the Howard Stern opinion. And that's really right. what it comes down to. Now, Fred's a true fan. Yeah, but uh, these other guys, where'd they come from? Right. My fans write know. me, I, don't be mean to Gary. I'm like, w w wait, if you're my fan, take my side. <laughs> Gary's fucking up. Someone's got to set him straight around here. <laughs> it's depressing that I have to tell my fans how to be like, like Bubba has the Bubba army. They follow him right into the right. ocean. Right, yeah. It's this like, has well, a kiss army. People all have armies. I have, what do I have? I have a bunch of turncoats. <laughs> traitors. <laughs> Like, Howard, you suck. I wouldn't wish my fans on my worst enemy. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I mean, shame on all of you. Oh. Uh, I mean, I mean, I got to sit there and tell people how to be my fan. I see. Remember one time I like a critical of like Ariana Grande or something. I mean, I don't even yeah, know who the person yeah. was. And the next thing I know, I'm getting attacked on Twitter. Like like a swarm of bees. Ali Ali Grande. Yeah. I I got a bunch of Benedict Arnold. They sit there, they like, you know, Howard, you're a fucking moron. I'm like, great. Now you've I gone bust. too far. You've always gone too far. And I always walk Ali around all day feeling bad. Like all day long, I'm like, wow, maybe I busted Fred's balls too much or something. Like, really that horrible? And like like don't 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 like just say Howard, you were brilliant with no, Fred. Bust his balls more. You you and you were very funny. Right. Although I have a problem with Robin. Robin gets all over my case. With, what did uh, I say? I never head. said a word about She's you. Miss yeah, Robin's the mean one. She's me. got the boat. She's got the two jet skis. I mean, where the fuck is she going? To Panama? She's clearing her head. <laughs> I have yeah, to have see, all that go. for my Navy. Yeah. I have a Navy. Yeah, it's, it's all Robin's Navy. In your ass, like the coffee. <laughs> Robin's fan are called uh, Navy. The Navy. They're Robin's called sailors. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> our fan Robin, are and company. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nobody can learn to swim when they're an adult. It's very hard. Don't, uh, Robin, uh, was I not... know of one person who did that. That's all. Yeah. More people queef than can learn to swim when they're adults. <laughs> who did you learn was uh, an adult and learned how to swim? Who was it? Who came on uh, the show? Chris Rock? some person who goes around lecturing people because. Well, wasn't it Chris Rock? She learned to swim. Well, I know Chris is taking swimming lessons. Yeah. But this woman actually became a proficient swimmer. And she goes around talking about it. Like, I know how to swim. And um, I decided years ago I was going to take some swimming lessons to perfect my skills. <laughs> and uh, it was a disaster. Like, I, like whatever you learned as a kid is, you know, and by the way, parents, like Robin's parents, who didn't, if you don't teach your kid how to swim, and, and there's a lot of places you can go, you don't have to be rich. 
believe me, you should see where I went to learn. I think I was I was taught to swim by drunks. But uh, <laughs> I got to tell you something. If you don't teach your kids to swim, that's child neglect. I'm you're, sorry. you're setting them up. They can die very easily yep. because everybody plays in the water. But that's mind right. you, Howard, my older brother doesn't know how to swim. I don't know how to swim. But my two younger brothers swim like fish yeah, because exactly. they got to go somewhere and learn as your kids. parents. I've said this, hated you and your brother. And that's, the other right. Two. that's right. <laughs> Something about you and your brother. They wanted me to drown. No, but it's horrible. <laughs> I mean, as a result, you can't enjoy going. Oh, I enjoy. Water. I'm out in the water all the time. I almost well, I drown to... every time. But who cares? I know she really does. <laughs> it's so frightening to see her in the water. She's like, Woo-hoo! And she's got her, her like, tube. <laughs> and it's like, she doesn't know how yeah, to swim. Yeah, I got to go in with equipment. <laughs> yeah, it's really awful. But, but anyway, know, all right, I mean, Anne, it's one you. thing to be in a pool. I'm Howard, out there can I ask in the you one more thing? Yeah. Can I ask one more thing? And then, I, I, it's Jason, I just, whenever you have a chance, I just want to update on Jason's weight and how he's doing. And I'm happy All right, for him. Jason, how you doing? He's on the, um, not a sponsor of ours, but uh, Nutrisystem. And he's been pretty uh, good. Very he looks, good, thank he looks you. good. Uh-oh, I can't even see him. He's disappeared. No, you know what happened? His body's still fat. His head is thin. I know. It's all going He's losing all the weight in his head. His his brains are falling out. My gunt is still gigantic. I'm down over 46 pounds as as of this morning. Wow. Congratulations. Isn't that something? It is. I actually... I do feel good, and um, yeah, no, I, I bent over to pick something up the other day, and, and my wife goes, "You you couldn't do that three months ago. Uh, your, wow. your stomach got in the way." I was like, "Yeah, you know what? You're right." So, yeah, I'm feeling better, and um, you know, that's it. That's just my update. You know what, Jason? You can always <laughs> yeah. fine tune your diet. I I am at the right weight, but I wasn't right. feeling good, and I, I contacted my dear friend Doctor Agus, and he um, put me in touch with a nutritionist. And I am having such a good experience the way I'm eating now. That's great. I feel satisfied. I haven't put on any weight, but I'm eating uh, better, and I feel more energy. Yes. And the and I'm very high on this nutritionist who showed me um, a, a better way to eat. And, you know, I'm a big shot. I always think I know what's best. Yeah, you I used to say, P- I should tell people what to eat. Yep. Well, I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he'd be screaming at Oprah. Why is she writing about dieting? Well, I should be writing about well, Oprah. Oprah. I don't know how one person. <laughs> I don't know how one person takes advice from Oprah. I mean, you gotta fucking be kidding me. It's like you know, it's me. Like I almost flunked math. I'd be like, I'm gonna write a book about math and teach people how to do math. I mean, Oprah's got a huge problem. The woman cannot say no to herself when it comes to food. Everything on her Instagram is about food. Yeah. And reading books, be- which probably isn't the best hobby for her. Maybe a hobby where you have to walk. Yeah, yeah. Maybe put the book on a stick and you have to walk to it. Right. If she needs to read it, she has to follow the stick with the book on it. I mean, <laughs> my God. I mean, can you imagine? And people, they're, they're, those, this is her, their guru. It's so insane when I see these women hanging on Oprah's diet advice. And you know why they do? Because they don't want to really be thin. They like Oprah. They say, you know what? I'm going to follow Oprah because I don't have to. Whatever she's doing, I don't think I have to deny myself anything. I think I'll enjoy it because it doesn't work. It's like finding the the person who has the most difficulty at something and then buying her book to, you know, 
What is the not fu- even the most difficulty? It's the person who's failed at it over and over and over yeah. again. You know she knows nothing and is completely confused, and yet she insists on giving advice and buying Weight Watchers. It's 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 like a drug addict trying to wean you off heroin. I go, maybe I'll go to somebody yeah. else. Maybe they, you know, it's like buying a uh, a book on organizing written by Benji Bronk. <laughs> How to be at work on time. Yeah, by Benji Bronk. Oh, good. I'll take lessons from him. I mean, would you, I'm being serious now. Would you buy a book on how to drive, driver's education by Tiger Woods? Would you? Absolutely not. You would not, right? (laughs) Maybe golf you would. Yeah. Would you buy a book on driving by Tiger Woods? This is what people are doing. It's analogous to this. And, And I'm the only one pointing it out. Everybody else is fine with what's going on. <laughs> Be quiet. How are we going to talk about Oprah and her diet failing yeah. again? <laughs> but I How about think a book on, on, on public speaking by J.D. Harmeyer? Would you buy that? <laughs> I'm nervous when I speak. A book on swimming by Robin Quivers. I mean, come there on. you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'll teach you how to swim. I don't know how to do it, but I'll teach you how to do it. No, what I'm good at is drowning. <laughs> right. A book on drowning I'll buy from you. Yeah, yeah. I was just looking on Amazon. There's a book by O.J. Simpson. It's called Anger Management. And I'm thinking of buying it. I, I can't quite decide if I want to get lessons in that from him. I'm good 99% of the time. And that's, the, that's what we're going to talk about. Relating by O.J. Simpson. Learning how to be sensitive to women by O.J. Simpson. (laughs) How to be a real man and take care of your family by O.J. Simpson. (laughs) (laughs) You keep buying those diet advice from Oprah. When I heard she bought into Weight Watchers, I said, there is an interesting idea. But yeah. their stock went up. See, this is the thing. Yeah. The st- oh, like their people, stock went up. It went, oh, Oprah's going to get behind Weight Watchers. And I said, oh, my God, the stock's going to plummet. It went up. <laughs> <laughs> it went up. Then I'm like, well, what is it? What, what, what about that sounds right? She hasn't lost any weight. If she had lost some weight on Weight Watchers, maybe. And then they you started making they did, commercials. Howard? They changed the name. Yeah. They don't call it Weight Watchers anymore. Right. That was the big innovation. It's what do they w- call w- it? W- 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 yeah, that's a good Because w- you don't want to think of weight. <laughs> and Oprah. <laughs> it's it's quite remarkable. And then you go, well, wait a second. Who would take advice from her? And then and then they start filming commercials with her standing there with that focaccia cauliflower pizza. But she's behind a bunch of plants, so you can't see right. her. It's almost like she's peeking out. She, Oprah's hiding from the camera while she does the commercial. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, speaking of stock tips, um, there's a uh, company that uh, teaches you how to pick up women, and it's, uh, it was just bought by Richard Simmons, and uh, I, I'm buying a lot of stock in it. It sounds like that might really work out. <laughs> I'm going to buy this stock. I'm going to buy that book by Sonny Bono. Before he died, How to Ski by Sonny Bono. It was an amazing book. But this is what people are doing. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? All right, Ann. We got to go. But, um, yes. Oh. So what I was saying is you asked about Beth. 
Beth was on the air yesterday. Yes. I was upset with her because she wasn't wearing her mask when we go for walks and stuff. And yes, as Dr. Agus said, uh, the uh, CDC is coming out and saying, you know, when you're outside, you don't have to wear a mask, blah, 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 blah. But here's the deal. Where I walk, people, it's like a small little sidewalk and people walk right on top of me. And I don't care. You know, I know wearing a mask is not permanent. I know at some point in the future we might get this under control. But right now, in that kind of close situation, I am going to wear a mask when I walk. And I is take it no off. Is there nowhere else you can walk? No, we enjoy this certain spot. But so do a lot of other people. So, Well, that's know, what I'm saying, is there's got to be a spot that everybody doesn't know about. Well, it's funny you say that. I know a spot that is good for walk. Beth does not like that spot. Uh, she <laughs> says to me, it's too hot over there. It's too sunny. Blah, blah, blah. But she got a problem with it. Uh, I said, honey, why do we have to walk in the spot where everyone likes these other spots? No, I like that spot. So what am I going to do? So I said, I'll wear my mask. And yesterday we went for a walk and Beth brought her mask. And when people came by, she put on her mask. And I said, thank you. Listen, I don't want to. Now what are you going to do? Because they're going to say you don't have to wear a mask outside. And Beth said, as soon as they say that, then I am going to take off my mask. Well, we had to talk about it. We agree that where we walk is too too many people too close. No, she's going to wear the mask when we do this. Just for now. And by the way, what is the big fucking deal? You know what? I got to tell you something. Since I've been wearing masks, I haven't had a cold. I have. I'm telling you, I don't think a mask is such a bad idea. There's some other shit floating around in that air that isn't uh, COVID. Yeah, we hardly had a flu season this year because people were wearing masks. So I'll wear a mask a little longer. And you want to know something? For me, being famous and hiding my face, I like it. Gives me a little anonymity. And I like being behind a mask. It's like I love wearing glasses. Why? Because they're protectors of my eyes. Things don't hit the eyes like of a bug or something. the, The glasses are there. I like the mask. I, do I don't too. want the mask. But you know what? Away. I see people bringing back the handshake. Get that out of our lives now. Spreader. Use your fucking head. I'm just telling you. The vaccine's great. It's a miracle. But do you know do, don't trick yourself into believing also that the vaccine you can't get COVID. You can. You still have a chance. People have died, gotten the vaccine, gotten COVID, and died. Uh, it's just me, man. You do what you want, but I'm telling you. They've also the given it to other people. So That's that, right. too, is something to think about. But we got a lot of people who are saying they won't take the, the vaccine. So we're never going to get to herd immunity here. It's ridiculous. I know. I know. Did you see the governor of West Virginia? Vaccinated. The governor of West Virginia is offering 100 bucks. Yeah, and you got to pay people to do the right thing. Can you imagine? I'd pay a hundred bucks to get that vaccine. And what a country we live in! Anybody looking at what's going on in India? What a country oh, we live in! Everyone gets a free vaccine. Fifty? How many people? It was like so many people. It was like, how in the world are they surviving? My only and complaint on the mask problem. My only complaint with the mask is that they're not big enough. I wish they covered my entire face. <laughs> no, don't say that. Here you go again. I hate no, hearing I, you talk about I'm not saying like for that. my looks, which it does help, but I I saw oh, a guy okay, the okay. other day. I guess he's some sort of outdoor worker. He was working on lawns. 
Mm-hmm. He, he had a full mask on. I'm talking about like 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 um like Iron like a B Hellman. <laughs> yeah, yes. And I was like, I said to to my wife, this guy knows how to live. <laughs> it, it was unbelievable. I thought it was Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> All right, Ann. Thank you. Wow. My wife, something else, man. When we were talking to her on the air yesterday, I noticed uh, she's getting pretty ripped from that hydro. And all of a sudden, her shorts, like she's wearing shorts, and her shorts start falling down. She's got the shirt tied up with the belly. I go, did you see on the air your shorts were falling off? She goes, yeah. I go, well, what was that, underneath a bathing suit? She goes, no, no, those are my panties. I go, wow, I was going to bang you. Well, I'm glad you spared us that. <laughs> I don't want to of, see you banging Beth. I never ever. Uh, you you would have you would have gotten you would have that app would have exploded if you saw. It. <laughs> it's so it's so weird me climbing on top of Beth. I know it. It looks weird because she is a great beauty. I mean, her life has been so weird. When I hear about her life and the kind of attention she got since she's like nine years old for being good looking. Like, it's like the bizarro world to me. Nobody paid attention to me ever. But like, we're like, it's a lot of pressure being married to her. Like, um, I remember when I first met her, like maybe we were four or five years into the relationship. We went to a vacation. I took her on vacation. One of these islands, like, um, Anguilla, I think. Or whatever they call it. Whatever it was. <laughs> I don't even know what it was. <laughs> And I remember we're there and like um, she would go to the gym to, to walk on the treadmill or whatever the hell she did every day. And she goes, oh, the guy in the gym is so nice, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, you know, he, he was a native of Anguilla, you know. And the dog well, like they don't this. call them natives, natives, they're citizens. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. To say native. Well, he was he was a native citizen of. You're right. He was a native citizen of Anguilla, whatever that means. And he was like, ah, you know, man, you know, like the guy in the commercial with the coconuts, you know. And, and like, so I'm walking with her one day. I've told this before. Like I'm walking with her, and all of a sudden, from far away, we hear, Miss Pretty, Miss Pretty. I'm like, Miss Pretty, what, who's he yelling at? Miss Pretty, Miss Pretty. And Beth turns around, she waves to the guy, and I'm like, who's Miss Pretty? She goes, oh, that's what that guy in the gym calls me, Miss Pretty. He has Ms. a special Pretty? name for her. <laughs> Does he know you're in a serious relationship? Miss, can you imagine someone looked at her and named her Miss Pretty? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I'm, I'm going on vacation, relax, it was horrible. <laughs> and you should see this guy. He, he he ran the gym there. This guy was built. Now all of a sudden, like like, and and I'm standing right next to her, and he's addressing her as Miss Pretty. Like it's like I didn't even exist. That's right. He didn't see you. <laughs> he didn't see me as a threat. Like I'm sure when J Lo was walking around with A Rod, nobody like like said anything. You know, A Rod's pretty tough guy. But me, they see me, and it's like it's like. Whew. I can hey, Miss Pretty. Yeah, I can get her. Look at that. Look at the monster she's with. Excuse me, Miss Pretty. Unbelievable. 
we were we were walking somewhere. I don't like like right around my house. And there's this old lady. I guess she's from Italy or so. I don't know what fucking country she's from. She barely speaks English. She's like like the old senile. So I would I would we would see her every day and wave to her. You know we're nice people. One day Beth wasn't available to walk with me, and I'm walking on my own. And I see the old lady, and she goes, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I go, <laughs> and I go, what? Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. I go, ma'am, I don't understand you. Where the Bellissima? Where Bellissima? Bellissima. <laughs> I go, who? Where Bellissima? And I, I, I speak a little Italian, or whatever the fuck that is. I go, Bellissima? She's calling my wife Bellissima. Yes. Which means Miss Pretty in the, Italian. Basically, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I go home and I say to Beth, you know that, that old bag we see walking all the time who are night like we're the only people who even say hello to her? She goes, I go, her name, she calls you Bellissima. She goes, really? And, 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 you know, and she's not even phased by it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what fucking bizarro world is this that my wife is in? She has no concept of how horrible it is to be ugly. Or how and, or, uh, forget ugly, Howard. Regular. Regular. There's not, I mean, <laughs> can you like, imagine? Most people just walk and nobody's saying anything. She's no. got, she gets an audience. I can believe where we need I'm sure when Beth goes walking, when she goes, where Frankenstein? Where Frankenstein? <laughs> oh, Bellissima, you're free. You got away from Frankenstein. You escaped. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and Beth's like, like, we didn't see the old lady for a while. Like, Beth actually went and knocked on her door to see if she was okay. And I'm like, ugh, fuck that. <laughs> she, you know, I guess the Bellissima thing went a long way with her. I don't know. But Beth wasn't that phased by it. She's had that her whole life. Yeah, she she wouldn't know that there's a way not to have that. That's normal yeah. for her. So I got to be on good behavior. She'll leave me. It's just like, you know, <laughs> I got to be careful. You better not you know? step out of line. No, I, I'm so like, even with the mask <laughs> thing, I'm like, I don't push it too hard. Right. I saw you were like, well, uh, you know, come on, please. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, please, honey. Oh, pussy whipped. I get it. No, but she, um, like, she, she tells me in high school she was the homecoming queen. And I'm yeah. like, what's that? Like, I don't even know they, they had that in high school. Well, you know what that means. Not only are you beautiful, you're popular. You know, a lot of people, you know, they sometimes, don't they're beautiful, but they don't have a great personality. But she mm. was also popular. She even had people liking her, even though she was that beautiful. Because yeah, I was like, well, describe to me how you become homecoming queen. They go, oh, they vote for you. And I'm yeah. like, you mean if I was in high school and I knew you, I wouldn't vote for you. You've got it too good. <laughs> Why would I vote for you for homecoming queen? She was telling me this is unbelievable. I mean, I, I, you know, I hear these stories. I, I was too busy getting beaten up by everyone in the school to, you know. You were popular, too. <laughs> yeah. In a way, I got the same attention. <laughs> but, you know, it's like her life has been like, you know, like, remember when Twi Taylor Swift came up to Sirius and they were having like rose petals thrown in front of her? Like they right. actually, and I was like, that's unbelievable. Like, I never went to my school prom. Nobody wanted to be associated with me i i went off to work 
I was a dishwasher. I went up. I, I went and made money. So I knew I was going to go to my high school graduation and suffer the embarrassment of sitting there, you know, prom. <laughs> you know, I was voted most punchable in my high school yearbook. <laughs> oh, she's telling me that um, she's, the, you know, the homecoming queen. And she's telling me, like, people vote on her. Yeah. Oh, listen to this. So when she went to college, she did three years in college, and then she was making a lot of money modeling, so she, she left. But she went right. to three years of college, and she says, you get there, she goes. And, you know, it was, it was a wonderful experience. I go, really? College was a wonderful experience? You know, I, nothing in my life has been a wonderful experience, honestly. <laughs> like, college was horrible. And, it was and, worse and, than high school? <laughs> worse. I had less friends in, in college, and I had no friends in high school. No one. The only one I knew was my my buddy, Doctor Lou. That was it. If he was in my roommate. I would have had a nervous yeah. breakdown. I literally would have had a nervous breakdown. I thank God for him. He's the only one I had. I clung to him like he was my wife. <laughs> but he had friends. I didn't. So sometimes he'd introduce me to his friends. Right. You got that in college with if you were with Lou. <laughs> and in college, I actually missed the beatings because. At least in high school, someone paid attention to me. Some college, attention. <laughs> college, I was invisible. But Beth, this is Beth's college experience. She goes, well, I got um, to college and everyone wanted me to join their sorority. I go, what do you mean? She goes, well, they recruit certain people. And the, I guess the, I think they're, I might have this wrong, but they're called the Tri-Delts. I guess. Like okay. I, I, again, I don't know the names, but. The Tri-Delts on her campus were the best-looking girls. And what they do is they try to keep a quota of really good-looking girls because then all the hot guys want to hang with you. That's and right. So I guess one of the lesser sororities, too, who had some girls who were, like, a little less popular wanted her because they figured if they can get her in there, maybe some guys will show up and fuck us. Right. They'll get the, yeah. what do they call that? The shrapnel. When right. the they'll guys get the, the, don't get them, right. they'll be there for them. They'll get the they'll, they'll get the the spillover. The spill off, yeah. Yeah. Whoever doesn't get to be with Beth gets to be with them. So that's right. Ever, you know. So, so first of all, I went to college. I don't even know if there were fraternities. Nobody was. Nobody walked on me walking on the street. They saw her walking around campus and said, oh, "We need you to uh, apply." I go. Did you have to be hazed? Or she goes, "Oh no, no." They they kind of like really. Went out of their way to get me to join. Right. They were recruiting her. Yeah. It's usually not a recruitment process. It's a yeah. hazing. Can you survive this process? So she joined the, the Tri-Delts because they had, you know, of they course. had the best action. <laughs> like the nerdy girls couldn't get her. But it, this is what I mean. She's had a completely different life than me. You know, I, I, I Well, remember, they do uh, say opposites attract. <laughs> I think there was a fraternity on my campus, and I remember walking by, and they shut the blinds. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They that didn't was even my want experience. to punish you. They That's like, right. Get away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, quick, close the – I think this guy's coming to act like we're not here. <laughs> Could you imagine, though? I hear these stories, and I go out of my mind. I go out of my mind. You know, too much. Well, you are. You're a perfect couple. Yeah, she likes me. And I'm like, wow, okay. Well, 
Well, she it also opens your eyes to a world that you never knew existed. But should I know that world? <laughs> Does it I make mean, you really? upset? <laughs> yeah. I said, this is upsetting me. You know? <laughs> Remember that. These guys put garlic on the door. They saw me walking by the fraternity. That's yeah. right. They were trying to <laughs> ward you off. It was horrible, Robin. Oh, I tell you, I tell you, it was horrible. Oh, my they put garlic God. No on the respect, door. No respect, no respect. No respect. I get no respect. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I really do crazy. I go, I go crazy from these stories. I even said to Beth, I said, you know what? Do not come back in another life because y- your life couldn't be any better. Well, if she remembers this life, yeah, she's going to be miserable yeah. if the same thing isn't going on. You don't want to come back ugly. It ain't fun. Trust me. Uh, here's a Scott. Yes, Scott, you're on the air in uh, Florida. 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 Is there somebody there? Hmm. Scott, you there? Oh, there I am. I'm so oh, sorry. Hello. I'm a moron. No I'm problem. We'll, we'll, we'll wait all morning. I don't and, uh, put you on mute. Sorry, boss. I have a question about the fountain pens for you. The what? The fountain pens. Fountain pens. Oh, okay. What do you want you to know? You were going out and you were talking to Goulet and you were going to start writing with the fountain pens. Wanted yes. to know if you ultimately found the one that works for you. I am finding. Uh, I am very much into fountain pens, yes. Yeah, but I'm thank- waiting for my handwritten note now that he's, like, doing this. I wrote, um, you know, my, my daughter's birthdays are coming up. I wrote them beautiful handwritten notes, and I put little drawings on the paper. With, okay. And, and I used my <laughs> fountain pens with my special inks. Well, I thought you'd want to practice on somebody, so I'm waiting no. for notes. No, I'm not sending you one because I don't need you <laughs> laughing at me. You're, not, you're never getting one. You know who's going to get one? Fred, an apology. Uh. Right. <laughs> I like your note. I like your note. Thank you. Fred has earned one. In fact, I think... Fred should drive to Montauk again on his motorcycle journal right back. <laughs> I'm just I'll afraid Fred will be emptying his mind point. on his motorcycle, and then he'll empty his mind. And then when he gets to Montauk, you know, Montauk's right on the water, he, that he'll accidentally be so empty he'll you know, drive you his got, motorcycle right into the water. You guys are making a big water. deal about this, but I was reading something about other motorcyclists, and some of them appeared on this show, like Orlando Bloom and Jewel, and they all have that similar experience. It's like you get on the bike, and you just Uh-oh. clear your mind. That's oh, it. Boy. You know, <laughs> talk That's to them. Right. Talk well, to I kept there, thinking if all I was a celebrity, you'd be you'd be hanging on every word. I Fred, you had your time day. yesterday. Go That's enough. About enough of Fred and his <laughs> statement that you wouldn't need a psychiatrist if you drove a motorcycle. Right. Yeah, Fred doesn't and need I a said, psychiatrist at all. <laughs> no, my motorcycle's so, doing what it. Do you think I took out <laughs> for my next pen, which came? I've had it for about a week. The Lamy, I think it's called two thousand. The Lamy 2000. I, I own that pen. It what seemed about like it? it was very easy to fill. The Lamy 2000 is very easy to fill. It's an excellent pen. I love it. I would what recommend happened to that it to pen me. you couldn't fill? Did you ever figure it out? Yes. I, I, I actually <laughs> um, got on a Zoom call with uh, Brian Goulet of Goulet Pens, who sat and walked me through. I, I needed a co-pilot with that pen. Wow. It's called the Pilot 823. It's got a vacuum pump, and uh, he he had to coach me through it because I was having a hard time. Thank you, Brian. Um, 
No, and was yeah. it worth it after all that? Did you fabulous. get it right well? It's fabulous. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Well, like I said, I'm waiting for a note. <laughs> you need you people no. right to. No, I don't. I don't I'm not I didn't get into fountains right to you. I I'm writing to myself. <laughs> oh you. Yeah. What do uh what what, what am I doing here, Scott? What do you want from me? No, you gave me what I my last question is, do you ever use a ballpoint pen in meetings or anything, or are you exclusive to the fountain pen? Occasionally I'll use a ballpoint pen. The other day I used one for uh why did I use one? I was taking notes rapidly. And uh, uh fountain pen not good for that? Um I guess it is. I don't know. I just I, I grabbed I grabbed whatever was handy. But for the most part, 99% of the time I write with a fountain pen and I find it more enjoyable. And since I have to write a lot, like I'll get that I, pretty much every day I'll sit down, I'll write six, seven, eight pages, and then I read through it. And if I like it, I use it on the air. So, so that, you use the fountain pen when you do that now? Yes. And it helps me because I find it is a little more fun to write with. And anything that makes work less drudgery is good for me. So, you know. You just answered my question, Howard, right there. It will make work less drudgery. How long Thank does a pen last and when you fill it? Sorry. You know, how long can Depends. you write with it? Well, the Pilot 823, you can fill up an inordinate amount of uh, ink. You could probably oh, yeah. get about 43 pages out of that. Oh. Um, or the Twisby. That's a good way to get into it. Scott, if you want to really get into fountain pens and, and figure out what you like, get a Twisby. It's about 60 bucks. Which is, um, you know, at least for a good pen, that's a pretty reasonable price compared to what some of these pens go for. Some of them could go for, you know, a thousand bucks. But uh, for 60 bucks, you know, I got a bunch of these Twisbees and they're really nice. They write really well. Well, thank you. Also want all to right. thank all of you, especially the core four. Been sick for three weeks. The only time I've ever been sick in 40 years of listening to you. You got me through it. I go back to work tomorrow. Thanks, guys. I love you. All right. Love you. All right, Scott. Well, fountain pen. Yeah, I was reading up on those pens. And, you know, apparently you can get a decent pen at any price point. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's some disposable fountain pens that are really good. You know, I somebody given me a gift of like a Mont Blanc. I was bitching about them on the air the other day, but I'm, I'm doing better with them. But, um. Yeah, I'm doing better with them. Well, I clean them out. Special, uh, something special you have to do with a Mont Blanc? Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I really had to clean mine well because, uh, you know, you know, they're a bit of work to write with a fountain pen. I mean, it's not like it's, but what's the fun is you get all these different inks that are so great. And it, you know, like I'm writing now with a green ink and I like it. It, it somehow makes me feel like, okay, I'm sitting down and writing with this green ink. It looks kind of cool. But then don't you, you have to clean the pen, right? You clean the pen, you get used to it, you clean it like once a month and you get all the shit out of it. And then you, you know, and then you refill it with a different color ink and I get off. That's that. what I'm I, thinking. I see. It's like, uh-oh, I want to write, but now I got to clean my pen before I can start. I know. Yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit, listen, it's a bit of a challenge, but uh, I kind of dig it. And uh seems to me, I go online and watch other people in fountain pens. It seems like 99% of the people are women, which makes sense for me because I seem to like everything women like. I watch women <laughs> TV shows. I watch the Hallmark Channel. I watch love movies. I, uh, you know, 
I watch all these all this stuff for little girls. So what can I tell you? I'm I'm like you're a almost a brony. I have to worry about you. No, 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 no. That's, that's not my speed. <laughs> that's that's a a bit too far. Maybe I need to join Fred on that motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, you can ride up back. a little bit. You can ride on the back. No, that's feminine. Uh, I'm not riding on your back. You'll ride on get my back. Okay. How about a sidecar? I was going to get a sidecar. <laughs> I'm a top. You're a bottom. How dare you? Imagine me in a sidecar going down the road to Fred. Uh, Don, you're on the air in I'd California. I need to see that. Yeah. Hey, now. Hey, hey now. Hey, now. Hey, I'm a huge fan of all you guys. I love all you guys. But, uh, Fred, I'm a huge fan. Uh, really? I don't get that. Why is everyone such a huge fan of Fred all of a sudden? I mean, come on. I don't know. Are they I the know Howard people who know how to I think the they, I think the they just want to, I think they just want to tweak you, Howard. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what I think. I mean, I think it's like, you know, you No, no, not at all. I mean, it's ridiculous with the Fred. Hey, Jimmy stuff. Kimmel's not calling me, bud. Well, <laughs> uh, so Fred, I mean? what kind of bike do you ride? I don't know. <laughs> Means I'm not that important. <laughs> Evidently to you the audience you are. Jimmy uh only calls howard because i don't even know i don't want to go of course he does they like each other now famous people like to call other famous people right famous people (laughs) don't call you guys just had a discussion about that the other day the only famous person who ever called fred was leslie west and now he's gone so fred has no one no i know i'm down to (laughs) nobody i'm down to zero Zero points. Famous. I've learned about famous people they love and, and you know myself included i love calling other famous people because then you feel even more famous, and you feel like well, you're that's accepted. like the fraternity sorority thing, you know. You now exactly. Now I'm in a fraternity. That stupid organization. Jimmy doesn't want to feel bad about himself and start calling Fred. <laughs> he would feel he less than Jimmy Kimmel if he if he called Fred. You no, know, Guillermo calls Fred. He barely calls Adam Carolla these days. <laughs> that's right, of course. Well, I don't blame him for that, but <laughs> oh, that's mean. Come on. I Adam's told you. She's got joking. That, got that night. No, many, many a truth is said in jest. <laughs> How dare you? But um, anyway, Don, what was your question for Fred or whatever? Yeah, I also ride. And I was curious what kind of bike uh, Fred drives. I know the answer to this. You do? Fred, tell me if I'm right. I'm a Fred oh, fan. So please. I'm going to say a Triumph. No. Right. Is it? No. right? He's right. He's right. Yep. Oh, cool. Great bike. 2001 Thunderbird. Oh, nice. Okay. I thought he was a Dugatti man, but whatever. They're a little too small for me. No, his buddy Guillermo. uh, Guillermo's on the Dugatti? And Brian (laughs) Dunkelman also. (laughs) Brian Dunkelman calls for (laughs) He calls you? (laughs) Don, what do you drive? Uh, Fred wants to know. Uh, Well, I did have a Vincent Black Shadow. He probably knows what that is. Oh, yeah. I did tell it, but I do have a... What year? 52? Yeah, hardly now. Was oh, it 54? Very nice. 54. Okay. Yeah, great bike. Two years off. Yeah. See? And I People have a Harley me now. for pen Good advice, luck. and they call Fred for now. manly uh, motorcycle advice. <laughs> there you go. Now, Fred's <laughs> got some useful like hobbies. Mm-hmm. He's got the motorcycles, which yep. is masculine, and he's got mm-hmm. the guitar, of course, which is mm-hmm. very cool. Well, I think, yeah. don't you work on your bikes, Fred? You you like I, to do I, all that I, stuff. I mean, I wax them and wash them. That's about it. I don't have that skill. Oh, I don't really? have the skill set to, like, do, com, you know, com, you know, carburetors or anything like that. I'm bringing my bike in tomorrow, by the way, for anybody that's interested. You're you can not meet him the, at the bike shop. 
You're not like that guy on the, the Walking guy. Dead who's super masculine. Oh, Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus. I fucking love. I love that show. Yeah. I love that show. It's like that's the one where he a, rides a bike. Where he where he rides a bike. I mean, it almost is inspiring me to want to go and just uh, and ride like, a bike and ride a ride bike away from your country. family <laughs> before I get before I get too old to uh, to do it. I would love to take a trip across America just one time. But you ever see on The Walking Dead, Norman Reedus, his character always is on a motorcycle. And then, like, all of a sudden, it'll break down and zombies are coming after him. And the next thing you know, he's he's like MacGyver. He takes a piece of cardboard and he fixes the fucking motorcycle. (laughs) Just before the zombies get to him, he gets that. Yeah, well, I don't have any zombies to worry about. Right. Yeah. All right, Don, you got your question answered. Anyway. Oh, look, there's a lot of people calling. Hey, Ralph, in New York. Who's Fred going to hey, drive across country with? By himself? Yeah, by himself. No one wants to. Yes. Hey. Yeah, not, not Jimmy Kimmel, I know that. No Jimbo Kimmel. <laughs> hey, Howard. Hey. Hey, what's up, Ralph? Nah, you know, you were talking about Beth getting, uh, basically living a charmed life. And I uh, used to do trade shows back in the day. Uh, and I don't know if you know the culture over there, but, you know, anytime you want to get anything over there uh, at those trade shows, you use these local services. So we wanted to get a receptionist for the booth, and this girl shows up, and she's like a 12, maybe. She was magnificent. So... Um, uh, it's a four-day trade show, and she had a little reception desk in the front of our booth. And after the first day, it was like a sporting goods show. So after the first day, I see a pair of racing gloves under her desk. I see one thing. I see another. I, and then by the third or fourth day, she had piles of stuff under the desk. And I said, All right, what's going on over here? She goes, oh, I don't know. People just keep giving me stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, Beth gets amazing. that, too. I told you. Beth used yeah. to go to... Um like a, go to pick up magazines and stuff to start her day or whatever because she'd be on the subway reading or whatever. And the guy in the magazine store would give her free magazines. Like I was yeah. like, wait a second. What do you mean free magazines? I don't, she goes, I don't know. He never wants any money for it. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, she uh, – yeah, yeah, she was just uh, – it, it reminds me of that, of that skit on Saturday Night Live where Eddie Murphy made believe he was white, you know, he dressed, and then he just showed that, like, white people get everything. Do you remember that right. skit? It's like a famous Yeah, I remember one. that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's crazy. I remember, like, Beth tells me these stories. Like, she was in, she was modeling in Greece, and uh, they had to take a plane, like a, like a small plane, commercial flight. There's a lot of people on the plane, but it's not a huge plane. The pilot called her up to the cockpit, Notice they call it a cockpit. And he goes, um, would you like to fly the plane? And she's like giggling, like, what do you mean? And he goes, here, sit on my lap and fly the plane. <laughs> you know? And she flew the fucking plane on this dude's. I go, honey, are you crazy? She goes, I know. I, it's, it's crazy that he would let me do that. I go, first of all, he wants you in his lap. Right. He wasn't crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Secondly, I mean. Those poor people on the plane. She goes, I know. We could have crashed. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that life is like. I mean, with the free stuff, it was unbelievable. I mean, I remember there were people who refused to let me pay for stuff. They, 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 they didn't want me buying in their store. They would throw me out. <laughs> <laughs> that was the refusal you got. They didn't want you. Oh, um, by the way, there's a celebrity on the phone who says he wants to be friends with Fred. And oh, he, who is he that? Wants, That's impossible. Yeah. No, Jeff Goldblum. Hi. 
Yes. Hi, this is Jeff Goblum. Oh, good. Uh, Fred, I'd love to empty our heads together, staring off at the ocean. Mm, oh, yeah. We could you say you're a Fred fan? About, yeah, yes, <laughs> deep, yeah, deep uh, friend uh, and uh, admirer of uh, Fred. Um, we can compare our foreskins together. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but you're a you're a pretty big celebrity. You've been in some. Yeah. You know, you were in The Fly, which yeah, is you... one of my favorite movies. And uh, don't you think it will lower your standing mm. in show business to be calling Fred and hanging out with him, much like Jimmy Although Kimmel I, won't? Call I think him. he's doing cameos now, so he might not be as high mm, up as he used to no, be. I, I love to connect with um, different human spirits, and uh, I'd love to uh, maybe ride uh, right behind Fred <laughs> as we bump up and down on the uh, roads mm, all across America. You know what, Jeff? Okay. I got to tell you, it's so great to hear because I think most people in show business are snobs and they don't want to hang out with Fred. And the idea that you would be, uh, you know, sort of interested in that is really very, very human of you. Uh, thank you for that. Yes, and uh, you know, if I if I do cameo, I'd probably just want to do it in Fred's pants. Ah, I'm very down to earth. Looking forward to it. That's not the real. I knew the real Jeff Goldblum would not hang out with Fred. I don't know. He's doing commercials now. <laughs> so what? <laughs> Maybe um, he can't get Jimmy Kimmel on the phone. Let me um, tell you a couple of things that are going on. You know, I do want to. This is going to piss you off. I. I, I Oh, first, I want to say thank you to Genesis and the all-new Genesis G80 sedan, creating tomorrow's luxury today. Go to Genesis.com to find your local retailer. I want to make sure I say that. Oh, okay. Uh, thank you, Genesis. Um, also, by the way, the Oscars were the worst rated Oscars ever. I don't want to say I told you so, Robin, yeah. but whenever I'm right, I like to play it up a little bit. Yay! Robin and I were talking yesterday about how horrible the uh, Oscars were, and she and I were talking about what might the, my, what might the ratings be. I, I want to say I was completely right. Here is yesterday's show, a little clip from it, because um, I think everyone should be commenting on this. I mean, yeah. I believe the ratings will be at an all-time Low. I mean, the previous low last year was 24 million. I believe they'll be at 10 million. Oh, a million? I think they yeah. might not even break a million. That was <laughs> so just bad. mind numbing. I was completely right. They, they went down 53%. They went from yeah. 23, 24 million people to uh, 10 million. Can you imagine? They lost half That's the audience. Crazy. It was horrible. But, you know, there's no more real movie business. Every Where do you go to see movies? You see movies on Netflix. You see movies on these streaming services. And I think uh, we have to, you know, I think it's time to, for them to put a hook in the... Well, I course. do believe that, you know, there's a place for movie theaters. And they're going to try to do things with movies that you can't get at home. You know, unfortunately, right. with the, you know, the sound systems we have today and the big screen TVs, you can pretty much recreate a movie theater experience in your home. But if they start to get interactive and, and bigger screens and all of that stuff, the blockbusters will still be, you know, they'll still want to see King Kong on a big screen. I don't know. I, I think you're right that there is a place for movie theaters right next to Gary's new vinyl pop-up store. <laughs> a 
and uh, oh, there'll be no. a nice theater there. People, <laughs> no, when you're a young boy, don't Gary you want some place to take, take a date? Where are you going to take a date? To my bedroom to watch Netflix. <laughs> we can fuck. That's where I want it when I'm a young boy. But you know what it is? The Oscars were so boring this year that what, they, what they're going to try next year, and this is my prediction. Here's another prediction. They're going to go overboard to try to get. In other words, they made them so sedate and boring and so luxury, you know, or so PC. So, you know, hey, uh, everyone lecturing, lecturing. There was nothing fun or funny about it. No host. Next year, they'll have a host and they'll go wild. They'll get like Eric Andre to host the Oscars. You know, he'll come out. It'll, it'll be like <laughs> a naked really Oscar. Go crazy. Yes. Yeah. Everyone will be naked. They're going to have like 55 million viewers. It's going to be bigger than the Super Bowl. It's going to be 100 million, but they're going to be everyone. Everyone has to be nude. No more dresses. I mean, maybe they'll show you movie clips. <laughs> maybe. Anyway, I said I have something here that would um, drive you insane. All right. What is it? So, you know, of course, with COVID, and I, I approve of this because it's a good idea, there was a stimulus check to pay for necessities like food and rent and clothing. A lot of people are suffering as a result of the pandemic. And so uh, the stimulus check went out. And then we just, you know, we're sitting around and everyone goes, well, let's ask the WAC pack what they're doing with their stimulus checks and what they're planning yeah, on the doing with the money. Yeah, the people we know who got the stimulus check are in the WAC pack. That's right. <laughs> and uh, this is the greatest. Here's the answers we got from the WAC pack. Let's call this WAC pack stimulus check. Check. Remember, in order for a, a single person to qualify for a $1,400 check, they have to have an adjusted gross income of $75,000 or below. That was the rule. So, you know, uh -huh. the WAC pack fell into that category. Thank goodness. I don't know. Did Hypage Eric get one? Because, you know, he's making a lot of money. Well, but here's the point. You know, the taxpayers are already paying the bills on these guys. So right, that's true. Yeah, they so, so here we really go. need a stimulus check. What do they need to be stimulated for? <laughs> but that's the problem with big government. You know, they they don't have time to check through all of this stuff. So right. here you go. Yes, I got one. How much was your stimulus check? Uh, fourteen hundred. What do you plan on doing with your stimulus check? I already spent it. It's already gone. What did you do with your stimulus money? Uh, scratch off. I bought me a booklet. You bought yourself a booklet of lottery tickets with $1,400? Yep. How many lottery uh, tickets are in a booklet? Uh, 30. Wendy, how much money did you win from spending $1,400 on lottery tickets? 500. So you spent $1,400 to win 500. Yeah. What do you think of that math? Not bad. I mean, it's, it's better than winning nothing. But Wendy, you had $1,400. You lost $900, and then you only ended up with $500. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Yep, it doesn't really matter. You know that. And part. what did she do with the 500 She bought more lottery tickets, right? Yeah, she got herself down to zero, I'm sure. <laughs> Amazing. All right, you ready? Wendy wasn't the only whack packer to spend their money on lottery tickets. Here's Jeff the Vomit Guy. This is what happened when we called He gets him. a check. What did you spend that stimulus? Well, how many guys you know are getting jobs who are vomit guys? You know what I mean? <laughs> what did you spend that stimulus check on? New York State lottery tickets. 
So you spent all of your stimulus check money on lottery tickets? A uh, great deal, majority of it, yes. What was the thought process there? The thought process for me was, uh, the thought process was, you know, to, uh, I don't know, you got to be in the lottery, you got to be in it to win it. And uh, g- gamblers in general, uh, when they, uh, they always feel, I always try to look at op- optimistically, like uh, my time is coming. So you invested all of your stimulus check money in lottery tickets. How much did you win? And the final outcome, zero. I won nothing, nothing, nothing. I won nothing. <sighs> Such a thing for suckers. Only people who have zero money play the lottery. Well, uh, I guess, you know, it was sent by the government and went right back to the government. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's the only good thing about it. There you go. Jeff said he's a uh, lottery addict. He says over the last 30 years, he's spent probably $250,000 on lotto tickets. And the Where did he is, get 250000 <laughs> Well, I don't know. He just handed all the money he's played. And, and Wendy uh, said, yes, she indeed lost the other $500 on lottery tickets. Eventually, it of all went away. Of course she did, yes. That's right. Um, Ham Hands Bill was more responsible with his spending. Let's hear how okay. he... Okay. Hi, this is Ham Hands Bill. I spent my stimulus check on rent for four months. Also, cable bill. Also, $100 plus by mass to donate to hospital. And also, I spent some money buying panties for a girl that wants to come see me. Once the pandemic comes down, I bought her a set of cotton panties to come to my house so I can sniff her panties. But because of the pandemic, we're going to have to wait. Wow. Well, I'm proud of him. I mean, all good investments, (laughs) even the panties. I mean, $1,400 goes a long way. Three months rent. Cable bill, man. That's crazy. Where's he living on a stamp? And panties. (laughs) More panties. More panties, please. More panties. (laughs) He loves panties and he loves the fantasy of bending women over. So there he is. Tan mom. Pay some bills. That's good. Panties. Tan mom hasn't received her check yet, but has big plans for when it arrives. I want to get my lips done plumper and a facial like a, a, re, a rejuvenant and then i'm gonna get a tanning bed because that's why i'm so sick of you know schlepping to go back and forth to tan there you go she's gonna get a How tanning bed how much does a great. tanning bed cost i don't know about that i i can't imagine a wor- more worthless product than a tanning bed but if she can get one and and get her lips plumped and all of that stuff i wouldn't get in it i think it would blow up Finally, asked Napkin. Certified legal. Listen to this, Robin. Finally, asked Napkin Ed really knows how to stretch a dollar. If you think Tan Mom does, yeah. How much was your stimulus check? Fourteen hundred. What have you done with the money? Well, I bought a bunch of lottery tickets. It was seventy-five dollars. <laughs> um, I wanted to get a Tata, which is a moped. Just miscellaneous. A lot of fast food, booze. I'm planning on getting. Um, a tri- like a mobile home. So you're going to buy an entire home for $1,400? Oh, yeah, they got them. Actually, the one I'm looking at is thir- <clears throat> 1300 Well, and a, massa- a couple massages. Now, by massages, do you mean rub and tugs? Yeah. Last time I had a two-for-one. What is a two-for-one? Two broads. So two broads were stroking your dick at the same time? And, well, they were taking turns, blowing it, and, um, and then jerking a little bit. They were desperate for cash. 
<laughs> a nice position to be in. Yes. I like it when there's uh, chicks who are really desperate for the kiss. <laughs> it's really, really awesome. I love That's how it. they're going to, not only is he going to get all these other things, he's going to get a trailer. Oh yeah, he knows how to stretch a buck. What 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 it? What, I love that guy's voice. I mean, it drives me crazy. Like he's he's almost like that old actor, um, Peter Lorre. Peter Lorre. Hey, I'm going to get a massage, two blowjobs from two different chicks. They're desperate for cash. Like what? what he drives me nuts. Yeah, By the way, for those grow up. Yeah. We, I, I guess it's like kind of like a Chicago or Midwestern accent. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> you know, the, the best time to get a massage from these girls, you find the ones that have kids to feed. And then they'll, they'll blow you for like 10 bucks because they got to <laughs> get food on the table, you know? But I don't know where this accent comes from. How do you start talking like this? As a little boy, you know, that, just imagine. There's a little boy yeah. in your class who talks like that. Yeah, when I was a little boy, I talked like this. I said, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to fuck you. I'm going to stick a napkin in my asshole. <laughs> it says here he's upstate New York. He's from Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo. He I've like never heard buffalo. people in Buffalo talk like that. Yeah, no, no. We talk like buffaloes. That's what he <laughs> oh, Or something like that. You know, yeah. We love pussy up here. We love to get the girls. Love desperate oh, women. A lot of desperate girls up here. They need the cash for the for for, for they, they they they'll blow you and suck your balls. And, you know. I got a women. two for one. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean two for one? And the woman had mouth sores, so you get half <laughs> off. <laughs> I met this girl. She's so fucking hot, and it was only like seven dollars. Because these girls, this one. She jerked me off for baby food. I didn't even have to give her money. Just baby food. Like applesauce. Reminds me of that, uh, the the thing you read at McDonald's when you're going through the drive-thru. Yeah. Where they talk about the dollar meal or the $3 meal. <laughs> you know, get the bundle. <laughs> say that again, Robin, when you say bundle. Say bundle. <laughs> get the bundle. <laughs> Bundles, are, I call my dick bundle. <laughs> to get you. Yeah, I, up here in Buffalo, so many desperate gals. I got, a, I got a hand job for a slice of pizza. This girl was Italian. Yeah. Yeah, she, you, she called that a happy meal. <laughs> the best is when these Rods need money for chemo. They, oh. Yeah. This girl, she needed chemotherapy to stay alive. And, and what'd you have her do? Oh, she tongued my asshole. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh. Some, like, old bag once blew me for toilet paper. She didn't <laughs> have none. I didn't even have to give her money. Oh, my goodness. Do you ever tip? I mean, do you feel sorry for the girls? Yeah. And, oh, I told you I'd only give you seven bucks, but here's, you know, an extra oh, I, dollar. No, I, 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 if I've got a real good girl, I'll tip her like this one. Uh, 
this one, um, she blew me for, I think it was like $10 and it was real good. Mm. Uh, and I said to her, if you'd lick my asshole, I'll give you an Applebee's gift card. <laughs> and I, that was her tip. But, you know. Wow. Yeah. I mean, a lot of girls, you don't even have to have money to get these girls up in Buffalo. They're not getting stimulus checks. You get a stimulus uh, check. Yeah. No. Like, I got a, um, you could get like a, a finger up your ass for a can of beans. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Baked beans from Heinz. Yeah, I just keep those by the door if I was you. <laughs> yeah. People up in Buffalo have no work. And when I got my stimulus check, I, I got tons of girls. One, I didn't even have to pay him money. It was like she let me piss on her for AA batteries. Wow. She just needed batteries for her flashlight. <laughs> for her flashlight. AA batteries. I heard spam is in demand, too. Yeah. 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 How'd you know that? <laughs> How do you know about that? I just know that there have been a lot of spam recipes floating yeah. around on the Internet. Yeah, how'd you know that? <laughs> One time I was with this girl. She she was pretty hot, too. She looked like a model or something. She, I would love to see these girls. Yeah, me too. They're only with me once. <laughs> and you never see them again. And before the stimulus check, I didn't have any money, you know? So I wanted her and I. And like she wanted money, and then I said I didn't have any. And then she finally says to me, Do you have a gallon of expired milk? <laughs> and I said, I do. And she blew me. You know? And during, Tough the, times. Pan during the pandemic, I got my balls drained for a, a hand sanitizer bottle. I guess you hope the pandemic is never over. It's been really good for you. Do you, do you, hey, Robin, Robin. What, what? Do you, do you, do you? Everything's a secret with you. What? Yeah, I, you notice I whisper? <laughs> it's really creepy. <laughs> hey, Robin, Robin. Yes, yes, yes. Do you need any, like, ketchup packets? Ketchup packets? <laughs> ketchup well, I heard like there was I, a shortage of ketchup. Yeah. I have a bunch. What are you going to do for them? <laughs> Give me a hand job. Now you're trading ketchup packets for sex? Take, take your hand and touch my penis. <laughs> He's got a weird delivery, that kid. The whole thing is weird, yes. <laughs> oh, anyway, so I asked Napkinhead. You know, we named him that because he constantly has issues with his ass. And uh, I looked up some research. He he first called our show in 2007. Uh-huh. And to me, he's one of the great characters because he started describing how he kept a napkin between his butt cheeks to keep everything clean back there. Yes. Like, like And we were kind of like, can't you just clean it? I mean, like, 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 what's dripping out of your asshole that you need to, then, you know, it was just disgusting. Walk down memory lane. I put a napkin back there. I call it my ass rag. Yeah. Just in case so I don't stain my underwear. 
You you wear an ass pod? <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, but that's a see, tampon. Yes, there, right? exactly. Wait, so what do going... you do? I don't understand. What are you doing? I put an, a uh, like a napkin in my ass, and I call it my ass rag. Wait a second. Why? When do you do that? After you take a dump? No, just all during the day. All really? during the day, you keep what, a you napkin. Leak? You keep a Jeez. napkin in your ass. So I don't stain my underwear. No wonder you're calling me. <laughs> When we when he called in, I was like, okay, instant whack pack. Yes. Yeah, he, he doesn't even have to answer any questions. He's in. You want a little update? Because Wolfie called him to get an update. Yeah, what's been going on with Asnap? All right. All right, why not? As long as we're here. Wolfie checked in with Ed for an update, and Asnap continues to deal with ass, ass, <laughs> ass, ass issues. Ed, what's going on with you medically? Um, medically, I have pinworms. From taking a bath after somebody and using their towel. That's how I think I, how I, how I acquired it. And what are pinworms? Pinworms are worms in your asshole that the mother lays eggs in your asshole during while you're sleeping. When you wake up, your hole is extremely itchy. So I go in there with my toothbrush and start itching at it. What was the first sign that you thought you had pinworms? I thought they were maggots at first. So initially, are you saying that it looked like you had maggots falling out of your asshole? Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't, I don't think they're maggots, because maggots turn into flies. <laughs> what a relief. Wow. Oh, good. Imagine they're like flies living in his asshole. You know. Well, something's living in there. Little kids get pinworms, not adults. No. You know? And he takes a toothbrush. And scratches yeah. his ass. <laughs> I know that. I heard that. <laughs> oh, wow. And the girls are blowing him. Boy, oh boy, I don't want to go wherever he is. That's a world that I don't want to be in. I told Wolfie, too, he also believes he might have gotten pinworms by eating bad steak. Which... Well, he make, make up your mind. Either you took a bath after somebody and it was their towel. Or it was bad steak. Which was wouldn't it? you? And wouldn't you be? How bad could a steak be? And, and you, you yeah, ate like, it like that? Like, was it still alive? <laughs> what? I mean, what the fuck? I mean, if you had fucking worms and maggots in your asshole, wouldn't you just like go to a doctor immediately and get that taken care of? You know, that might just be the end of me. I'm like, you know, I'm, life isn't working out. <laughs> Imagine flies living in your asshole. <laughs> If I'm a home for flies, I don't want to be here. I like that that was the good outcome he was waiting for. Like, <laughs> yeah, I thought maybe it would just be flies living in my house. Like oh. maggots. Maggots. <laughs> we should like send an exterminator over there to exterminate his ass. Like, ass, like right. <laughs> Terminex got to stick that little pole up his ass. He told, um, he told Wolfie, this is not a joke. I mean, for real, that two women... Recently showed up to his apartment. I think like he was going to pay them. And when they saw him, they ran away. Like like in the monsters. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. Wolfie, isn't that true? Let me see if I can get Wolfie on. Give him a second. What did he tell you about that? Hello, hello. So women showed up to his apartment and he has a bathroom. It's, it's actually just a room with a bucket in the middle of the room that he shits in and the walls are painted pink 
with Disney characters all over the walls. So the women walked in, saw the shit bucket, and ran out like the monsters. They they were wow. terrified. Were they sex workers? Were they there to service him? He somehow convinced these women to come up. I, I don't know if they were prostitutes or what the situation was, but he somehow managed to talk them into coming up there. But that that was it. But can you imagine, like, these girls, if they were, like, blowing him and they see some worms crawling out of his asshole? Wasn't there an old joke like that? It was a guy who had a tapeworm living in his asshole, so he goes to the doctor. This was like when I was a little kid I heard this joke. Like, I was, like, in second grade, and I thought it was the greatest joke I ever heard. Some guy goes to the doctor, he says he has a tapeworm up his asshole. So the doctor says to him, every day, shove an apple up your asshole and a cookie. And he does it for like a week, goes back to the doctor. He goes, this is ridiculous. I think I have this right. I'm the worst at telling these kind of jokes. But he, he, the, the doctor goes, you've been doing what I'm doing? He goes, doctor, it's ridiculous. Every day I shove the apple up there. The tapeworm eats the apple, and then he eats the cookie. You know, he pokes his hat out and t- grabs these things. So he goes, this is terrible advice. So the doctor says, no, it's not. He says, all right, take out the apple. He takes the apple out, and the po- tapeworm pokes his head out, and then the doctor takes a hammer and smacks the tapeworm in the head and kills him. <laughs> that was the best joke you heard as a kid. <laughs> when I was in second grade, I thought I had just heard the Holy Grail. <laughs> I said, that's a brilliant move. Tapeworm came out of this guy's asshole, and then he killed him. The story about that steak, too, apparently it was in a defrosted freezer. He found it in someone's defrosted oh. freezer, and then, then he still cooked it and ate it. You're kidding no absolutely don't you think he's living in like a movie you would see where you know all hell has broke loose the world doesn't have any organization or government anymore and this is how people are living the guys are telling me i fucked up the joke the joke was then the worm comes out it eats the apple and then the worm pokes his head back out and goes hey where's the cookie and then the doctor smacks him in the head and kills him that's that's some joke wow first of all it was a talking worm living in his asshole very smart worm yes very smart worm when you when you call ass napkinette and start hearing these things are you like like are you just like is your mind blown I mean, think about some of the other people I've spoken to. <laughs> so uh, at this point, well, I, I just, just imagine I it. those, it's those women walking in and seeing the child cartoons <laughs> around a shit bucket and just yeah. saying, "This is forget it. It's too much." So he has no indoor plumbing, right? I mean, he he just shits in a bucket. But I think, like, doesn't he live in one of those buildings where you go down the hall and there's a bathroom? But he, I guess he empties the bucket into the toilet. Yeah, I, I, I don't, don't think know. He, he wants to. To be around other people in that way, but yeah, I mean he he's on SSI. He just lives this lifestyle. I don't I don't know how people like this scrape by in life, but he survives somehow. Yeah, but high pitched is on SSI, and he's doing better. And even Jeff the Drunk has his own trailer. I mean, he's not shitting in a bucket. I mean, <laughs> no, he's that's got a walk-in bathtub. He's you know in that yeah, place. Of his. He's he's <laughs> fucking renovating. Uh, <laughs> Jeff the drunk, like he's putting in, he he put in a um a total toilet or something. I mean, like you know, he's living something <laughs> yeah, of a life. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, oh, Ed told Wolfie he's planning to move to Florida. How's he moving? Oh, this is great. This is so great. You got to hear this. What is he trying to avoid taxes by moving to Florida? <laughs> yeah. 
a lot of, you know, <laughs> New, I guess New York is too much. <laughs> so Ed tells Wolf he's planning to move to Florida. So then we saw this as an opportunity to prank Ed. We put him on the phone with a uh, prospective roommate. Wolfie tells him, we know a guy who might want a roommate with you. Okay. We, his name is Ass Napkin Chris. And you know Chris, <laughs> of course. Chris Wilding who works on our show. So Ass Napkin Chris. And Chris does a dead-on uh, Ass Napkin Ed impression. And Chris and Ed sound exactly the same. And I don't even understand how Ass Napkin doesn't even go, hey, dude, you sound like me. and you, you know, not, right. they, they just immediately bond over their assworm issues. Just listen to this. This is the greatest. Here's Ass Napkin Chris on with Ass Napkin Ed. Hi, this is Ahmad. Oh, sorry. Wrong clip. Here we go. I can handle this. You ever get uh, worms? I got them in my asshole. Oh, my God. Me, too. I have, I took some medicine for it. It's called Reese's. Not the, not the candy. Well, I use uh, Hershey's like the actual candy bar, and I use it to lure out the worms from my asshole. You could do that. You can actually do that. God, yeah, mine would come out a foot long. Damn. So I would just sit over the dock of the bay in Florida. I'd go fishing, you know? That's... that's... I'd catch all sorts of shit. Damn. Now, these two guys started a bond, and Ass Napkin got really excited because he finally found his soulmate in Florida. Uh. You want to hear some more of their conversation? Sure. It's pretty funny. Okay. I thought it was pretty funny. He takes his worms and he catches fish. <laughs> yeah. He hangs them out of his asshole. <laughs> so Ass Napkin Chris, he convinced Ed that even Ass Napkin Chris has the same worm problem, but he his worm problem is even worse than Ass Napkin. Okay. Has. All right. You ever, like, uh, put your phone? Yeah. Like, take a picture. I tried it, but I no, can't. No, I mean, like. You ever put your phone up to your ass, like, okay. to see if you can hear them? No. Okay, hang on, I'll do it now. You hear that? Yeah. You hear that? Yeah, I do. You hear that, man? Yeah, what, what is this? I, I think it's the worms. Damn, you got them worse than me. I'm going to put, a, a like, a grape up to my ass. What? I think they're going to eat it. Damn. Yeah, listen. Fucker's gone. <laughs> Whole grape is gone. Yours is more like a, a tapeworm or a snake. Or yeah, something. they're long, angry fuckers, too. What was it, like a piece of spaghetti? Yeah. Sounds like a Raymond noodle or something. Yeah. Raymond noodle? A Raymond noodle. <laughs> <laughs> a tapeworm's no... That's... That's no assworm. That's like a Raymond... That sounds like a worm with a name. <laughs> that sounds like a pet. <laughs> Don't you think if you were looking at prospective roommates and you heard a worms eating inside your asshole that it might Taking be Taking a grape and eating it, yeah. yeah maybe you don't, you know, like, <laughs> oh, shit, the grape is gone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it takes a lot to impress Ass Napkin Ed about worms. But not in a bad way. He's like, wow, yours are worse than mine. <laughs> Holy shit. Sounds like you've got a boa constrictor up there. <laughs> These guys were like soulmates. They loved each other.
Yeah, uh, Asnapkin Chris proposed a plan to deal with their worms, and Asnapkin Ed was all for it. Listen to this fucking crazy plan. Maybe if we got together, maybe my snake worms could, like, eat your pinworms. Well, we'd have to figure it out somehow. It'd be like Godzilla versus King Kong, but with our assholes. <laughs> that would be interesting. What if we went, like, ass to ass, but, like, not in a gee-wee, like in a medical, like, science way? I could, I could eat a ton of beans and fire it into your ass. Yeah. And smoke them out. Like they do, they do that in the wild, like gophers and stuff. They they plug one hole up and then smoke them out the other. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm fucking itchy as fuck. Hey, you scratching your ass? Toothbrush for this one. Yeah, put it up to the phone. I want to hear you scratch your ass. There it goes. Oh. Sh- yep. Put it up to the phone. It's no. It's finished. I gotta see what's on the brush now. Hold on. You should smell it. <sighs> no, I'm smelling the brush. <laughs> what's it smell like? Shit. <laughs> that makes sense. These two. They went at it for a while. I mean, I'm not playing the. I should probably play the whole phone call. I mean, it's maybe does, I do does that. Does Askin still think he has a roommate waiting in Florida? <laughs> oh yeah, we gave him an address. He's on his way to drive. Howard, the call. This conversation. The call. Hey, go this ahead. Conversation. It, it went for, on for over an hour. They, they wow. just kept talking. Don't you think we should just play like as a special the entire hour? I would listen to that. <laughs> It was really good. I mean, like, you know, obviously I've heard longer versions of this. I didn't think there was a slow moment. <laughs> There's like, a lot of know, twists and a lot of yeah. twists and turns. It goes it goes a lot of places. When when did you get the worms? <laughs> we just changed the name of the channel to Ass Napkin One Hundred for a day and keep playing that over and over again and I can sit in bed. Yeah. Let us do the heavy lifting. We have a special. We have special ass worms. (laughs) The ass worm special. Send us uh, your vote if you want to hear the entire one hour ass napkin (laughs) conversation between ass napkin Chris and Ed. Yeah, this will be better than uh, Oprah with uh, Megan and Harry. I'll give you a I'll give you a teaser when you're voting. At one point, Ass Napkin starts blow drying his asshole. It was so like itchy, <laughs> right? I'm over here. Yes. Yeah, I'm over here blow drying my asshole. <laughs> Tell, am I telling the truth, Wolfie? No, absolutely. It, any scenario that was presented to Ed, he just did it. And and then you hear this blow dryer at full steam <laughs> blowing into his asshole. It's insane. Yeah, I mean, why don't we just play the whole conversation? I mean, we got gold. Yeah, all, all Oprah and Harry and Megan did was talk. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's, maybe if you blow dry him, he'll come out or something. First of all, get, brush them with the toothbrush and then blow dry them out of there. 
I, I loved how he said, I got to get the toothbrush for this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to dig deep. <laughs> Wolfie, uh, you've heard the tape, yeah. too, beside me. Didn't at one point Ed say he burned his ass with the blow dryer? For real? <laughs> he did. Yeah. He, he, had, he had it on high heat, too close to his asshole. <laughs> you got to, you, but you got to because, because uh, you got to burn them out of there. <laughs> it was like Vietnam where they had to burn the people out of the little shelters. It, yeah, it, was, it like, was that close. It was like the Agent Orange. And then you could hear all those little worms crying. They were dying in there. It was like napalm. Like in Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, these girls came over, saw my shit bucket, and the worms crawling out of my ears, and they left. <laughs> but I feel bad for them, because I don't, I mean, they live in my ass. They need a place <laughs> to stay. He thinks he he's had these worms now for 30 years. That That's his theory. Do you think... If, like, I got a fishing rod and a lure and I lured them out, do you think that would work? <laughs> like, why go to a doctor and find out what works? Well, I mean, as soon as Chris said that he had used the Hershey's, he said the medicine was Reese's. And Chris yeah. said, I use Hershey's. And I just yeah. put it out there. <laughs> and my worm comes out. And Ask Napkin said, yeah, 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 that that could work. <laughs> The, the, the Reese's. Hey, Chris, I got to compliment you. I had him going for like an hour there. I mean, fucking yeah. crazy. That must have been hard work. Yeah. I'll be ass napping. Hey. No, it's fine. Hey, hey, yeah. hey, I hear you want a roommate in Florida. Yeah. Are, are you looking or like? What's the story? You got worms? Yeah, it's real bad. I mean, yeah, they've been living in my... Mine are like a foot long. Yeah, yeah, well, that's pretty bad, but I'm telling you, these I think these worms have been in my asshole for so long that I think some of them have, like, great-grandchildren. <laughs> the, the original yeah. worms have, like, generations in my ass. Yeah, a whole lineage of worms in your hey, ass. Do you, yeah. do, you, do you ever name your worms? Like, do you have special worms? Yeah, What's there's Charlie. Worms? Charlie? There's Mine's Charlie, yeah, he's the one that eats grapes. Mine's and then a- there's... Larissa, that's his wife. Zeppo. Oh, yeah. and <laughs> Gummo. Oh, yeah. They're the triplets. Are, are any of your worms, like, yeah. evolving and growing legs and, like, a brain? Like, some of them seem really yeah. smart. And, like, one of them, I, at one point I had it, at one point I had a tadpole, and Pretty sure it's a frog now. It's in my ass. That's bad. That's real bad. You got a frog in your It ass? hopped right out of your ass. I'll tell you. Yes. I got using my balls as a lily pad. <laughs> Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is yeah. crazy. I got Go for it. 
so many worms in my asshole that I got a group I got a group discount at the movies. Because they saw cool. I had like a whole family of worms. Yeah. Yeah. I got that, but I used a carpool lane because I got like eight worms. Oh, yeah. And when the ass. cop call you over, you tell them there's a lot of people in this car. I said, I said no mess, man. Look what's going on. You let me go. Hey, you be a get a ticket or nothing. Yeah. Hey, hey. Yeah. Hey, worms. Hey, worms and your worms could have a play date. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll we'll buy him a ball, and we'll buy him some little squeaky toys like a dock. He can play Never with mind them. That. You know how we could get yeah. rid of our worms? We'll send them to summer oh. camp. And then when they're out of your asshole, we close up your asshole with some cement. That's a really good idea, man. I yeah. Kid, I had a caterpillar living in my asshole, and it. But luckily, oh, yeah. it, it flew out as a butterfly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I used to have a family of moths living up my ass. They'd yeah. come out at night. Yeah. Hey, hey, I got oh. an idea. Hey, yeah. Hey, hey, hey I got an idea. Hey. This is a good one. Let's, let's put the phones what? up to our assholes so our worms can talk to each other. <laughs> yeah, like a party line. Like they're like oh. friends. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you can you can hear. Listen, I am a worm. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I live here, and uh, you're thinking about maybe uh, uh, relocating out to Florida. <laughs> you, you, you sound that? pretty big. You yeah, it sounds like a hear? big sucker. Oh my god! Your worm sounds like Barry White. Hey, fuck you. Hey, Does he sing? Is what the question is. Maybe you can make some money. Oh yeah, maybe. I got an idea. Hey, we could get a lot of girls with that worm, man. He's got a cool what voice. What if all worms yeah. got married and had babies? <laughs> yeah, a whole family. We take the babies. We teach them tricks, and then we go on America's Got Talent, and we win. A-G-T. I like that. I bet we win. Fuck you guys, man. You're never getting rid of us. We're <laughs> staying in your asshole. You're not going on any road. <laughs> That's right. We're not going on A-G-T. In fact, if anything, there's so many of us, we outnumber you guys. <laughs> hey, fuck you, you worm. You're a fucking asshole. <laughs> You think I'm living in your asshole? But you're living in my asshole. <laughs> Holy shit! Did you We're in big that? trouble. Yeah. We're in big trouble. It, you uh, got the it bad. so smart, they talk. I wonder if it's all that Reese's you're feeding them. Yeah. <laughs> Chocolate. Yeah, Hershey's and Reese's. They won't even go on America's Got Talent. As we hate Simon Cowell, he's a fucking putz. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah, he's Although really I do want to see Heidi's tits. Yeah. Hey, that'll do it. She's a cool gal. 
Yeah. Hey, man. Good job on that. What Do you think the phony <laughs> phone call would hold up for an hour? I mean, I'm biased. Uh, yes. I mean, there, th- it, that was a problem <laughs> in editing it. There was so there was so many good little pockets, and you. Were, I was trying to find a narrative because mm-hmm. it's it's all over the place. But would you listen I mean, to a whole hour of that, Robin? I think you would. I would. Yeah. 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 You know, Robin's a good judge of this stuff. Yeah, it at was, one point it, he talks it's about crazy. His, his what? His cum and what his cum tastes like. And, I mean, oh we go around God. the world. <laughs> Hey, what what did I tell you? I didn't even remember. Yeah, you said uh, that your cum tastes like mushroom soup. <laughs> yeah. 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 I said that. that my cum. Yeah. I told you that <laughs> mine tastes like broccoli soup. Yeah. Yeah. I like broccoli. So do my <laughs> And and then we and then we talked about trying each other's cum, but we agreed that was too gay. Yeah, I don't want to get all gay. Yeah. I mean, if, our, I was if we just put testing. our assholes together, that's not gay because yeah. we're that's doing it for the medical. Most. Medical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You think I wouldn't listen to this? Give me a break, Robin. <laughs> I want to oversell it, Robin. You'll you'll like this. My cum tastes like seawater. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Mike from Maine. Oh, I know Mike. Hey, Mike. Good, good. You know. I'll what take up? the plane. <laughs> All right, I'll have him back around. What? Uh, we're interrupting something here. This guy's hey, all on. fucked up. Hey, <laughs> fucking asshole. Hey. He's ruining so, your fucking gonna, show. Gonna, uh, I hope he gets worms. Tadpoles. <laughs> Are you talking to me, Mike, or are you talking to someone else? I think I think if it's if you go down that road right there, I don't there, think he's listening on the phone. Oh, what, what a dick! Hell. Anyway, he's conducting business. All the young dudes do they carry the news? I, for a long time, those they carry the news. Yeah, but I don't know what it's all about. All the young dudes carry the news. You know what that's about. <laughs> you know exactly what that's about. Here's a little trivia. What does this mean? I love this song, but what does it mean? Um, all the Young Dudes, of course, made famous by Mont the Hoople, but David Bowie wrote it. The original thing David Bowie did, he liked Mont the Hoople. He sent them Suffragette City for them to record, and they politely declined. They were like, yeah, oh, they we don't want to do that. Yeah. Meanwhile, if David Bowie sent me Suffragette City, I'd say, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to put that out. But Well, they didn't know it was David Bowie. <laughs> All the young dudes carry the news. Yeah, the news. You can't carry All right, Karen in Ohio. Then I'll get to the fan feedback. That's a, a favorite. Everyone wants to hear what everyone else is thinking. Uh, Karen, what can I do for you in Ohio? Hey, Howard. Good morning. Hi, Robin. Hi. I was, want- I was wondering how you overcame... Uh, something that I'm dealing with right now, fear of figuring out how to paint and kind of having like a similar to a writer's block where you're, you're just not sure if you're good enough and you want to try it, but you're kind of hesitant to even begin. Well, you hit into a good topic. There isn't, I, I, you know, I I started to think I was getting pretty good at drawing and then I started doing a, a new drawing the other day and I couldn't figure out how to get it. And I said, you know, I really suck. Why am I wasting my time with this? All of the great painters have already done it. They've done everything. But 
Um, there is constant doubt when you uh, take up art. There's constant doubt. Am I good enough? Is this good enough? Is this good enough? And you drive yourself fucking nuts. But one of the things I did was, you know, first of all, I was lucky. I, I had um, a great teacher. And my teacher many times said to me, you got this. You know how to paint. You've done it already, you know, and, and it is tremendously helpful. And um, so, you know, I would say if you at this point in your life, if you want to get into painting and this kind of thing, you should get a good teacher. And this, don't listen to assholes who say to you, hey, man, I'm self-taught. I never, uh, I, you know, I, I never took a lesson. They're lying. They're all lying. Let me tell you about history. All of the great painters throughout history. They were mentored by somebody when they were young. They started. They either, what about you know, the first guy, wasn't there a first guy who said, you yeah, know, that guy did this brush. That guy was a cave painter. You ever see cave paintings? Like, <laughs> they they're, like drawn by idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody who was painting on those caves knew what the fuck they were doing. <laughs> you take a great painter. A guy I consider great is, uh, Andrew, uh, uh, Wyeth. Wyeth. His father was a, um, an illustrator. So of course, when he went out into a, a landscape and he looked around and he said, I'm going to start drawing. He already had a facility. He had a methodology for interpreting what's around him. You talk to someone who's never drawn a tree before. They look at it and they go, oh, I guess I have to draw that leaf. You don't draw leaves when you draw a tree. If you're drawing leaves. There's something wrong with you. Yeah, not you're a painting a leaf. You're not painting yeah. a tree. No, <laughs> you got to you got to you want you there's a calligraphy. And, 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 and my mentor, the guy who taught me was so fabulous and he explained all of this to me so you start to get over the fact that now it's not that i can't do this i just don't know the calligraphy i don't know the methodology i don't know what hatching and cross hatching is you know but you will meet assholes i remember when i first wanted to learn to paint i went to a guy he's a fairly successful artist very successful artist, but he was a bit arrogant he, i said to him you know i really want to learn how to do this i i, I have a fantasy that i could uh, express myself there are things i want to don't go to art school. Don't get a teacher. I taught myself. Rah, rah, rah. It's a lie. I looked up the guy's resume. He went to art school. They're all full of shit. It is a teachable, learnable skill. Are some better than others? Of course. It's like the guitar. You could learn guitar. Some will be better than others. But you can't. Somebody's going to be Van Halen. And, you know, the yeah. other people are going to be Kyle, who we talked to earlier. Right, today. Kyle. <laughs> and so... You know, there are, but you've got, here's the, here's the deal, Karen. You've got to push through all the negativity. I wanted it so badly. I told you the same with radio. I was so bad at it. If you heard early tapes of me, you'd say no one would bank on this guy. But I wanted it so badly. I willed myself. I spent endless hours at the radio station. I became a production director. Was I the best at production? No, but I made myself the best. When I was editing and voicing and I would write these commercials, they were epic. They were funny. But it took me years to get to that point. But I wanted it badly. I wanted to be good on the radio. And I endlessly, I spent endless hours. I spent most of my life in radio stations sitting there doing it over and over again. And, and when it came to painting, um, my teacher said to me the other day, you're the most dedicated guy I've ever seen. It's like unbelievable what you've accomplished in six years. Don't get down on yourself. It's, it's quite remarkable. And I have Howard, to say this, the latest drawing I did is pretty good. Yes, Karen. When you sit down in front of that white piece of paper or that canvas, 
do you, where did your inspiration come from? I'm just curious if you're watching things on or looking out the window or I'm not sure because I know. One of the things I'm going to tell you to do, Karen, you must go and buy books of the masters and look at what they did. That's what all the great painters did. They didn't sit and invent all this shit. It's already been invented. This is what my teacher taught me. So what did I do? I bought books by Friedrich, all of his paintings. This guy did it way, but the Dutch landscapes, uh, you know, the, the Dutch were geniuses. They started painting for the masses. You start to look at a guy, look, up, get a book about Fragonard. And when I say a book, it was his paintings. The, the man was a And you start to look at these things and you interpret how they drew a tree, how they drew grass, how they drew a house. Uh, you know, Fragonard was a genius. He's figured it out already. These are your teachers. So when you sit down and say, I want to draw a landscape, let me look at Fragonard. Look at the best. This is what my teacher, a guy named Rick Brosen, he taught me. He said, here's the books you should buy. He said, the best, he says, when I can't figure something out, I look at Fragonard. I look at Friedrich. I look at this one. I look at that one. Uh, and, and I began to get a library of books that would help me. And then I, you know, I, I studied photography with a lot of great photographers for years. So I would go out and I would shoot pictures of things that inspired me. And then I take these pictures home and I start to draw them. I started a new drawing last night. And let me tell you something. The blank piece, I stretched the board of paper, a fresh new sheet, and I looked at it and I went, motherfucker, here we go again. And I'm trying to draw two pieces of wood sticking out of a piece of sand. And man, was I having trouble. And I was about to say, you know, fuck this. I picked something too hard. And then I went, no. You sit here until you fucking draw this the right way, <laughs> you scumbag. That's how I talk to myself. In fact, my wife oh walks my in. She God, goes, who like are you so talking fun. to? Yeah. Oh, it's not fun. I didn't say you want to have fun. You want to be great at something. Don't have fun. You want to have fun. <laughs> but I she mean, goes, there are people who no, enjoy the process. No, of I've seen their drawing. They what? might as well be cave people. Those oh, who enjoy the it. process. No. <laughs> Nobody ever enjoyed it who was good. There is. Let me tell you something. <laughs> let me if you're enjoying you. yourself, there's something <laughs> wrong with you. You, I, My wife has walked in on me and I'm sitting there going, you fucking dumb scumbag. How many times are you going to have to erase this? And she'll look at it and it looks like shit. But then, boy, if you saw this painting now, the drawing, and I'm going to put paint over it, you would say, man, this looks pretty good. You know, Fran Leibowitz, I admire her a lot. I think she's brilliant. And she said once, if you're enjoying what you're doing, you're not good at it. And it is the best piece of advice I could give you. If you want to be ordinary, if you want to be mundane, and you want to get through life, and and there's nothing wrong with that. I was a dishwasher, you know. Just getting a good job where you don't shine, you know, you just kind of go there and you're one of the guys and it's a joy in that too. I don't put it down. Anybody who works, I admire you. But if you want to be a genius, if you want to be great at something, stop this notion that you're going to enjoy yourself. Well, I have go to go back yourself. to Seinfeld who sat right here. You think. And he says he loves the process. You've never talked to Jerry 
off the air. I talked to him in the studio. Yeah. Forget this. I asked him. No. Don't listen. He to goes, me. I love it. I've had dinner with the real Jerry. <laughs> there's no, there's, there's, he ain't having that good a time. Trust me. <laughs> he's lying to me. That's right. <laughs> he doesn't know he's not having fun. <laughs> you think Van Gogh was having fun? The guy was cutting his ears. Oh, off. no, he cut his ear off. He wasn't right. having fun. But what you got to do, if you really want it, Karen, and you want to paint, listen, you can also do what I've seen lots of people do, these yentas on the Internet who have the nerve to teach painting. Just start painting, and whatever shit comes out, call it. That's call yourself it. an artist. Yeah. You know. Howard, great advice. I um, I love you. You can do it. Get, 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 and get a good teacher. When you You know when you'll know you have a good teacher? Take a look at their work. If you see something great, that's your teacher. All righty. You know, you know, were you not inspired by Tom Morello when he was on here and he said, you know, Tom Morello is a good looking guy. He could have gotten laid in college, like left him. You know what he did? He locked himself in a room at Harvard and fucking practiced that guitar over and over again for seven hours a day. Even though he had that was a great interview. Papers to write and studies and all kinds. He was doing that, too. Right. And he then practiced for eight hours. But I'm telling you, every time I start a new painting, I go, oh, no, here we go again. It's not easy. But you don't tell me that when you look at Eddie Van Halen on stage, you don't think he's enjoying himself. Oh, you know, to a degree, to a degree. Eddie Van Halen was an an alcoholic, as you know. Right. That is not a guy who was enjoying life. Uh, well, he was a very uh, okay, unhappy bad guy. Example. <laughs> now, 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 listen, Robin. There's no example here. I'll give you. Here's what I, I just finished this drawing. Okay, it's okay. a pretty good drawing. Okay, I'm going to show it to you. You think this was easy? Yeah. I know that something. what you're doing is difficult, but it That's doesn't what I'm mean you don't doing it. Here, I'm going to show you something. Here's the one I just finished. See this? Let me hold it up to the camera, and you'll see it. This is a. A little landscape I did. Just finished it last night. Can you see that? I can see it a bit. It's a little small and a little light, but I can see there's something there. I can't really make out detail. Yeah. You You see that now? Well, if you sent it to me, I could look at it, but I can't. This is not a good way to show me a painting or a drawing. This is a difficult thing to draw, and it wasn't easy. I'll send it to you. What do you, what do you want? You want a um, text? Yeah. I can do that. What is your name again, Robin? <laughs> mm-hmm. See that? That's a drawing. Now, wait a minute. Did I not bring my phones in here today? Ah, there you go. Once again. Oh, jeez. All right, forget it. You don't need to see that. Darn it. Here's Here's what I'll say to you, Karen. Remember... Spell the first four letters of painting, Karen. Pain. What is that? <laughs> Spell them out. Pain. P A I N. Is that what? That's just just know my pain. Word for painting. Pain. There you go, Karen. Good luck with your painting. Send me something you you do, but but get on a journey and take it seriously. Okay. Start. Love you. Love you too, Karen. There's Have Karen. Yes, you too. Uh, so she uh, wants to paint. Okay. She's, uh, 
She's a regular uh, Helen Allingham. I can see it in her. He's ready and you to go. think that Tiger Woods doesn't love what he does when he was good no. at it? You think? Did that... you see Tiger Woods' life? How fucked Wait it is? Wait a minute, his life sucks. Right. But on the golf course, the... he's no. brilliant. This and fucking he's guy, amazing. He has back pain every time he swings. You think that back pain? Well, that real? wasn't That's always. All that wasn't yeah. always. That's mm-hmm. been the last few years when it all got to him. Good luck. But I've seen people who look look at. Dancers, you think they're not enjoying, even though they were in pain, they go through pain to do that, but they're loving the expression when they're doing it. Okay. You, I have seen Paul McCartney having the most fun while he's on stage. There you go. Okay. And that's the, you think people go, when you're on the air, you sound like you're having so much fun. Of course they do. That's the job. <laughs> Stop it. I'm having a party here. You don't think I'd rather be somewhere else? i got to make a living. All right. Uh, I read you some of the fan feedback from uh, – it's getting late. Let me let me tell you, I read you some of the fan feedback from yesterday about Fred. Uh, everyone loved Fred, love our Fred, more Fred, less Bobo. And Fred angry drops. at you. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, angry with me. I told you. These are some fans I have. Never be angry with me. You want to be a fan of mine, be a fan. Stop <laughs> being angry. Um, oh, Ronnie's photos from selling his house generated a lot of mail. People don't like apples calling in and busting Ronnie's balls. First of all, come on, Howard, enough apples. His sole purpose is to stir up Ronnie. I call for a spring and summer free of that rotten apples. I I disagree. (laughs) I I like when apples talks to Ronnie. I think it's funny. I think it's fascinating. And we learn things about Ronnie. I never, I wouldn't know these things, you know, that Stephanie eats Lucky Charms. And, you know, she's always putting things on the uh, Instagram that Ronnie doesn't want her to. I don't, I wouldn't know that. One guy wrote, this is going to, this is going to drive Ronnie crazy. One guy wrote, um, do you think, Howard, do you think Stephanie will stop eating Lucky Charms now that Beth has stopped eating Lucky Charms? Uh, <laughs> wow. Hey, Ron, fuck that douchebag that named himself after fruit. Don't even give him publicity that he craves. He's a complete bore. Apples is so predictable. He's going to give Ronnie a heart attack before he even gets a chance to move to Las Vegas. Uh, King of All Blacks also called in to weigh in on the topic of Ronnie's home. That is uh, his you decor. Know, yeah, that his whole decor. Thing. Actually, the audience agreed with his tip to Ronnie about staging his house for potential buyers. And I, I kind of agree with the King, too, based on what I saw. I agree with King. Ronnie should stage his house. Get rid of all the stuffed animals and NASCAR it's crap. It's staged already. <laughs> yeah. His house looks small, so I'd remove some of the furniture, too. Also, get rid of the vertical blinds. They're dated. <laughs> to sum it up, get rid of anything tacky that reflects Ronnie's bad taste. Oh, dear. It's a sad day when King of All Blacks is making sense. Ronnie's house is repulsive. Everyone knows you must depersonalize and stage a home to sell it. Real Estate 101. There you go. King is 100% right. Ronnie has so much junk. It looks like the set of Sanford and Son. (laughs) (laughs) I guess he will not be moving anytime soon, so good news for the show. That's right. We hope uh, Ronnie doesn't sell his house. Don't stage your house, Ronnie. (laughs) Yeah. It might sell. Well, I love this concept that people don't like apples. And Ronnie doesn't like apples because he accuses Apple of reporting on confidential things 
that Stephanie posts on Instagram with him. Yeah. And his, his he, apples looks at his uh, Ronnie's girlfriend's Instagram. And then uh, Ronnie gets upset when people look at it and point things out. Don't right. get it. Because according to Ronnie, you're not supposed to look that closely at the picture, even if it's on Instagram. Yesterday, we talked about the week-long special celebrating the greatest fuck-ups between Gary and Sal on Howard 101. Uh, that was during our vacation, of course. Gary talked about... Um, we, 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 we played Gary falling asleep. That was a big fuck-up. Sal getting caught masturbating. Two of the biggest fuck-ups in the history of the show. We asked a, humans re a human resources professional from a Fortune 500 company to weigh in on which offense was worse. And I was... Uh, <laughs> I like this. Let me. Um, Both of them should have been fired. Now, I mean, I hope they pointed that out. In the eyes of an HR professional, what is the worst offense to an employee code of conduct? Falling asleep at work or getting caught masturbating at work? Uh, the second option. Getting caught masturbating at work? Yes. In terms of the offense, why is that so much worse? Falling asleep could be a health problem, um, you know, could be due to medication. It could be just you're tired. Uh, the latter is a conscious choice. What would be the corrective corporate action for someone that fell asleep on the job? Well, I mean, you would talk to them about why it was that they fell asleep on the job, if there was something going on in their life with their health, um, maybe refer them to their doctor. Well, we asked you a specific question, Robin. Is it a fireable offense if somebody falls asleep at work? Right. Not the first time that you fall asleep, no. I, I would say that, you know, the, you, you always have the, the goal in mind to, to try to find out why the employee fell asleep and see if you can correct the behavior rather than terminating them. If an employee would get caught masturbating at work, what would the corrective action be for that offense? I would assume that in most cases that would be termination. Without a doubt. I would be hard-pressed to come up with a reason why you would retain an employee who chose to do that at work, <laughs> work while here. there's other employees around. You generally want to... Uh, he makes good phony phone calls. Like ...positive that. intent. So when someone falls asleep, you know, I'm sure they weren't doing that intentionally. No one shows up to the office in the morning and, and says, today I'm going to fall asleep at work. It just happens. And it could be medication. It could be they're not feeling well. It could be they didn't get a great night's sleep. When someone's masturbating at work there is no positive intent there they chose to do that there, there's no positive intent there none <laughs> it's just fucking gross right right well i object she says it was a conscious decision i don't think even when sal's awake he's making conscious decisions perhaps <laughs> Last week, Sal was a guest on the wrap-up show to debate Gary on their worst screw-up. Sal made a gaffe when he said Gary accuses him of being disingenuine. Gary oh, said God. a long time ago, like, you know, Sal goes on the air and he rips you apart. And then off the air, he immediately comes up to goes, I'm sorry. And it, it's so disingenuine. Disingenuine. Oh. Disingenuine. Disingenuous. What are you doing yes, over there? Yes, of course. You didn't know it. Why does he use words like that when he doesn't know how to? It was close. Calm down. Close. You, you're okay. You grew up in America. You're okay with close. <laughs> I mean, you went to school. Disingenuine. Listen to me, genius. Disingenuous. Say it. It's yeah, disingenuous, right? 
Yeah, well, that's what I just said. Right. It doesn't bother him. No, you he's know, like, I, I got it close. We were talking a few moments ago hmm. about, you know, wanting to be good at something. You'd have right. to care about it at the very least, but he doesn't care. Uh, you, I disagree with you, Robin. Oh, you mean you do care and you're that bad at the English language? <laughs> no. Wow. Well, Robin was. I like, I like what Robin said about you. It was a compliment. You don't care. So it almost implies like if you cared, you could actually improve. <laughs> I do care. I care. My All problem right. is that I read things without hearing the pronunciation sometimes. Okay. Well, guess what? They they allow for that on the internet now. You can mm-hmm. go on the internet and hear how things are pronounced. I'm the perfect idiot. That's what I'm working. That's what I'm working on, Robin. Thank you. All right. All right. <laughs> I don't know when to shut my mouth. <laughs> how about that HR lady wanted Sal arrested? That's what I like. They're like, what did you well, think when she yeah, said? She, he's, he's a criminal. He's probably yeah. doing worse things. First of all. <laughs> away from work. Once she, started <laughs> using, once, she, once she started using foul language, uh, she lost all I, her credit. You don't curse like that. That's not a... That's she not, lost that's all her credit? Yes. <laughs> and secondly, I will say something. I know what I did was wrong. What did she lose? She lost all her credibility. There you go. Ah, there's the big word you're looking for. <laughs> See, Robin, I'm trying. I'm trying for you, Miss Tehran. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Sal. We love you. But, Howard, I just want to close with this. Gary is an executive producer, and he should be held to a higher standard. That is my defense in all of this. Therefore, in other words, the two, you should be excused for your stuff because you don't know better. You're, you're not. You're not an executive producer, right? Abonable. If you were an executive producer, you exactly. should have been fired, right? Okay, abominable. Right. <laughs> right. right. As you know, you both call me an idiot and a shithead every day, and that's what an idiot and a shithead would do. Gary's an executive producer. He should not fall asleep. He should be held to a higher standard. So if you had to choose between a guy who masturbated at work and a guy who fell asleep, you would fire the guy who fell asleep. Robin, a guy's flying your plane. Do you want him jerking off or falling asleep? You have have to pick one. (laughs) You got a point there. He's making a point. In Sal's defense, like, you know, when you think about it, like the woman, like the HR woman said, I would be hard pressed to figure out why any company would keep a guy who jerked off at work in their in their company. She doesn't know that Sal's like major contribution to this show is to get nude and put his own dick in his ass. I mean, well, that's you know. what I'm saying. She doesn't understand the environment. Right. <laughs> he works. Right. Right. You it, should call that it, woman. It say, actually. It, go ahead. No, I'm saying Sal should call the HR woman and just explain. Say, listen, I don't think you understand my job. You know, I, right. I, I, I stretch my foreskin till it reaches my asshole and then right. shove it in there. And then the, the guys videotape me and we put it up on the app. I do cocky exactly. Yeah. yeah. I do cocky okay. I allow professional singers to sing into my foreskin. <laughs> I grew cheese And then on she'd my say, dick. you know what? I understand why you're masturbating at work. <laughs> Fire the guy who sleeps. You're staying, Sal. Right. Because the HR woman, like after we, you know, she was nice enough to, you know, be interviewed, but she was baffled and disgusted by Sal's behavior because we told her the whole story. And she's like, I'm baffled by that. (laughs) 
It's actually yeah. a plus here. Anyway, that he was you know, hot master. Gary, Gary is, you know, tomorrow's show. To thank M&M you, Sal. My pouch. Gary got right. hired to run the show. Yeah, that's what we just said. All right. Thank you, Sal. Go talk to a cardinal. <laughs> I was I was walking with my wife the other day, and a, car, a red cardinal flew by, and I said to her, "You got to hear this." I said, "Sal, he he looks out in his yard and he sees a red cardinal, and he thinks it's a sign." From nature, like a, a sign from God. She goes, "What do you mean?" I go, "I go, the guys." I'm, I said, "We just saw a cardinal. Did you, did you? Why is that a sign? I mean, what? What is that?" She was baffled. Because well, Sal sees is it, it a sign for him? He's communicating. Yeah. Because <laughs> the he wanted to see it, and it showed up again on his windowsill. Right. I've had five red. Cardinals appear in front of me. <laughs> in other words, it's a sign that birds exist. It's not spring. <laughs> right. It's a sign. The sign. <laughs> anyway, I want to remind you that uh, Triumph the Insult Comic Dog, I love that guy. When he, you never know what to expect with him, that dog. I should call him him. He's a dog. A Triumph the Insult I think Comic he's Dog. He's a dog. Yeah. Of course he is. He smokes a cigar. What's the matter with you, Robin? <laughs> He's got a man's voice. Uh, <laughs> Triumph, the insult comic dog. You've seen him. Uh, gosh, you've seen him on the MTV Awards. You've seen him on Conan O'Brien, where he was born. You, I mean, this guy's been everywhere. He's been on every show. One of the biggest stars in Hollywood. He does red carpets. He does it all. And I wonder he's how like, he's been doing in the pandemic. You know, it's been yeah, yeah. a long time. He, he's busier than Ryan Seacrest, Triumph. <laughs> So he's going to pop up and uh, talk to us tomorrow, and I'm excited about it. He's always entertaining. You know, you never know what he's going to say. And uh, so that's something to look forward to, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.